Welcome to Twink Wars. The podcast about Teen Wolf, the best TV show ever made. Sometimes, but not really. That's how I feel starting season three. Sometimes, but not really. I'm feeling, this is how I feel. (laughs) I'm Rashad. I'm Heather. And I'm Jen. And we are talking about Season 3, Episode 1, Tattoo. We made it. Finally, we are here. Season 3 has arrived. The best season of television ever made. Absolutely fucking not. (laughs) But really, really fucking good and absolutely the best season of Uh, Teen Teen Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't just play along with me. No, not even for a second. We're not liars. No, not at all. Okay, so this week, before we get into the details, we wanted to talk about our own tattoos. Sure, or we can talk about tattoos and other media too, but, I mean, I can't really think of any that stand out. Um, media tattoos. Oh shit, I can, immediately, Vampire Diaries, The Hunters in Vampire Diaries, the special hunters for vampires, they had, the mystical ones, they had a map tattoo that would grow every time they killed a vampire wow and it would grow and they would be more bloodthirsty to kill vampires as it grew as they killed more vampires fancy yeah and the coolest thing that ever happened was when they had all the original vampires bound to each other but then they undid the spell that bound them to one another so that if you killed one of them it would kill all of them they broke that part but if you killed one of them, it would still kill every vampire that they ever turned. So when they needed to complete the map and Jeremy was a hunter, they had Jeremy kill Cole and it killed every vampire that uh, Cole had ever turned or that had like been turned by a vampire that he had turned. Right. And it completed the map instantly and Jeremy ripped his shirt off and showed off <laughs> how fucking hot he had been. <laughs> Like, we all knew that he was hot because he mm-hmm. obviously, you couldn't hide that body for yeah. anything. But then, like, when it started happening, he just ripped his shirt off and was like, oh, shit, I'm super ripped. And now the tattoo's <laughs> complete. <laughs> yeah, now that you're mentioning it, I do remember that. Yeah. Not because I, I had, was, had any interest in Jeremy, but because it was such a silly thing to happen. I wasn't into Jeremy, but I can acknowledge how hot he got. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, of course, think of Supernatural yep. and, and their tattoos mm-hmm. and also the Mark of Cain, yeah. which is yeah. sort of a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, um, they have, so they have the anti-possession tattoos. Right, right. Mm-hmm. They have the Mark of Cain tattoo, or mm-hmm. Dean had that tattoo. And then Cass had a tattoo when he got turned human. Yeah, it says Dean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it probably did somewhere in there, but it was a block of text. <laughs> That's the on one his on his roof. ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, does it count as a tattoo when Cass, uh, like, like that was him marking his territory? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a traditional tattoo, but it's a mark. Kind of is. Frat boys do it. It's a mark. They carve into their. They don't carve. They brand. They used to brand each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the people from the like Shadow Hunters. Yeah. Their tattoos are like magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, when we thought there were... We yeah, I was like, there aren't any tattoos. And like, hold on, wait a minute. Tattoos are a huge <laughs> part of me. And, yeah. and we have... Gosh, at, 
least 10 between the three mm-hmm. of us, probably more. Yeah, I've got one, two, three, four, five, five tattoos. I've got six. I've got one, two, three, four, five. I mean, I've been tattooed seven times, but one's a cover-up, so I have six. Wait, no, no. I forgot I got a new one, so I have seven. I want another one. So I've been tattooed eight times and have seven tattoos. Do we yeah. want to talk about our tattoos in depth or not? Nah? Well, well, Jen and I have matching tattoos. We do. We have Hunger Games tattoos yeah. that match. I remember when you got those. Yeah, yeah we're They're so, mocking Jays. We're totally yep. cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking it. I've gotten compliments on that. Ink is ink. (laughs) Yeah, mine gets commented on all the time. Complimented. Right. But But, yeah. And a lot of the times, I don't think the people know what it is. They just think it's pretty. Yeah, they're like, oh, a bird. That's the perfect nerd tattoo. It is, because people are just like, is it a hummingbird or whatever? I'm like, yeah, it's a bird. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, even get into the symbolism and... Not that I'm embarrassed to have a Hunger Games no, tattoo. No, me because neither. I Not think that the you Hunger should Games be. are, it's a wonderful series. It is. And it, you know, th- th- like I said, it's a, it's a symbolism and mm-hmm. there's a lot, lot behind it. But it is funny because a lot of people point it out. And they're like, oh, I love your bird. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> my nerdiest tattoo is the one that I get. It's also my nicest tattoo. Mm-hmm. But the one that gets the most attention is the one on my leg that's in Korean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because the minute a Korean-speaking person sees it, they're like, do you know what your leg says? <laughs> I'm it? like, yes, I do. <laughs> what does it say? It says, uh, in Korean, it says, nigga j janaga, and that's I'm the best. Isn't that a it's K-pop a, Yeah, song? it's a band. Yeah, because yeah. um, <laughs> when I got out of the world's shittiest relationship... Mm. Uh, before I got out of it, the only thing that brought me any joy in that relationship was watching K-pop videos, and that was like the song that got me like hardcore into it. And so I think like two days after we broke up, I went and got that tattoo. Cool. And now when I go anywhere in public, um, specifically if I go to a K-pop show, well, yeah, and I just like have my leg displayed out. <laughs> The people will be like, oh my god, do you have a 21 tattoo? And I'm like, why yes, yes I do. In fact, I made lots of friends when I went to my first K-pop festival. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. My nerdiest one is definitely the Deathly Hallows. Yes. I agree. It's my nerdiest (laughs) one. This is the, I only have, this is the only one I have that's pop culture related. The rest are just random things. I have all of mine are pop culture related. I've got my really nice one that's Spider-Man with the X-Men insignia and the New York skyline on my right arm. And then I've got Majora's Mask from The Legend of Zelda on my left arm. And then I've got two Fallout Boy tattoos on my back. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I have eight, so I'm not going to sit here and go through all of them. I'll tell you, the one I want to get next at some point is Mm -hmm. I want to get a, just a, like a black, like pen and ink style mm-hmm. tattoo silhouette of a cat. But I want the silhouette, the line to be lyrics, and I want the lyrics to be "Karma is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me." Of course, because I am a Taylor Swift nerd. Oh, of we've course. talked about that tattoo, and, and I think I we should get that. it. I like yes. that idea. Yeah. We've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, not on the podcast, maybe, but we've definitely about like Taylor Swift before on the each... podcast, though. 
<laughs> yeah, I know we've definitely talked about it between just the two of us. You're mm-hmm. going to be super shocked at the next tattoo I want. Why? That was sarcasm. You're not going to be sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> it was sarcasm. Um, I want the album cover for Dark Side of the Moon. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Um, I'm torn because I kind of want Sailor Moon. That'd be awesome. For my next tattoo. Like all of the Sailor Scouts. But then I also want to get my favorite character from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Who's your favorite character? His name is Bucciarati. He's this dude who can like put zippers on anything. And he can either make it go through something. So like he can put a zipper on a wall and it can just go to the other side. Or he can like put the zipper on the wall and go inside of the wall. And it's super cool. He uses that ability quite often. Hmm. He uses it offensively. He uses it defensively. <laughs> yeah, because he can like I know put a zipper mean, on his arm. It sounds and, like, like you're saying he uses it in a way that offends people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does offend people when they're trying to kill him and he's yeah. like, bye zip. <laughs> what season was that? Is that uh, character on? That is Golden Wind. So part one, part two, part three, part four. Part five. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've seen. With uh Giorno is the JoJo. It's all in Italy, and they're all part of the mafia. I don't think Brandon watched that one, so I don't... Oh my god, it's my favorite. It's not the best. Part four is the best, but... Which one is the one with the girl? Jolene, that's Stone Ocean. That's after Golden Wind, so six. Oh, maybe he did watch that one. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know any of this. That's That's okay. This is not a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast. Um, There are one tattoo, media tattoo, that we neglected to mention is on magicians remember when what was i forget the like the people who are not part of the school oh the um hedge witches yes whenever they would learn a new spell they would tattoo a star on their arm or whatever yeah so there's that too they weren't really magical tattoos or anything just regular Mm. tattoos but anywho i wanted to mention that i think we've covered tattoos though i think think yeah yeah that's solid okay so Speaking of tattoos, we are talking about episode one, Tattoo, which aired June 3rd, 2013. It was written by Jeff and directed by Russell. Um, it had a viewership. basis. Yes, oh. we are. We're on a first name basis with Jeff and Russell. Oh, yeah. Totally <laughs> fine. Um, and it has a viewership of 2.36 million. And that's. What, that went up from, like, what, 1.7 or something? Uh, the last episode was 1.71. The oh, premieres usually do pretty well. Yeah, makes sense. Um, as far as trivia this week, two bits of trivia that I thought were fun. There was some other stuff on IMDb that I just ignored because it was, like... I have some trivia of my own, but I'm going to let you go first because okay. it's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the first bit of trivia is related to the tattoo, the titular tattoo. Um... Basically, they just wrote this tattoo in because that is Tyler Posey's actual tattoo that he got. Yes, that is in my notes. I was thinking yeah. that piece of trivia for my notes when yeah. we got to that part in the episode. But there we go. Yeah, they just decided it's easier to write it into the show than to try to cover it up every week. Especially yes. considering how often they make him take his shirt off. So. Yep. Um, and then the other bit of trivia that we've kind of mentioned already talking about this season is that this is the season that they moved from filming in Atlanta to L.A. So... The show starts to look a little different from this point on. Like, even though Derek's house looks like a piece of shit, 
It looks like a nicer piece of shit yeah. than it used to. A, a new piece of shit. Yes. So, yeah, that's my trivia. My trivia is about the principal. Okay. Who comes back to work. His name is Christian Taylor. He's gay. And he was a writer, director, and co-executive producer on Teen Wolf during the second, third, and fourth seasons. Oh. Hmm. And I only realized that because I was like, hey, that guy's really cute. (laughs) And I thought that the first time I saw him Mm -hmm. when the uh, Argents took... I don't know if it was the first time I saw him. But the first time I paid attention to him was when the Argents, like, deposed him. Right. And put Gerard in. And so I was like, what's this dude's deal? Let me see about this cutie. And then I was like, <laughs> gay. Yes. <laughs> and then I found out all this other stuff. So you said he's a, one of the writers? At some points during cool. uh, seasons, during the second season, the third, and the fourth. So I must have said his name at some point. It sounds vaguely familiar. Christian Taylor, maybe. I mean, I say the name of the writer of every episode. Yeah, so... Mm. <laughs> um, as far as music, uh, there were a lot of songs. I didn't keep them all, but some... The four, I guess, that seemed notable to me. The song at the tattoo parlor is by Rudimental, called Not Giving In, featuring John Newman and Alex Clare. I know all of those people could not like speak to that song yeah same i'm familiar well i don't know the rudimental but i definitely know the name alex clear yeah but i don't know the scene where lydia and allison are talking at allison's locker the song is by this club and it's called add it up which sounded familiar to me um the scene where everyone takes their seats at the beginning of english class is by robert delong and it's called basically i basically comma i and that one definitely sounded familiar to me i might have that saved on my spot mm-hmm. i've seen robert delong so. oh cool and then the scene where scott explains the importance of having a tattoo the song is called diaspora and it's by the calm blue sea never heard any of them that's okay nor did i hear them when i watched the episode (laughs) i heard them but i couldn't pick them out yeah i mean there were definitely other songs and those but those were the only ones where i was felt like i feel like i paid attention to the music in that scene yeah so then previously on last season basically we're reminded that Derek made a pack we're reminded that scallison broke up and that the alpha pack is here and that's all that's all that's important now yep do you want to summarize yep i do (laughs) i was just making sure you were done that's it um so if i had to summarize this episode uh well we introduce a lot of new characters namely the Mm -hmm. alpha pack a mysterious woman of color Mm -hmm. and then uh isaac it the episode kicks off with isaac's life in danger and this mystery woman saves him from the alpha pack then it's basically a race against time for Scott and Derek and their respective packs, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Basically, Derek's pack is like dismantled, <laughs> and Derek and Scott are just trying to save Derek's babies, basically, yes. uh, while the Alpha Pack is trying to. It's nebulous as to what they want with them at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Um, also, Allison is back in town. Things are hella awkward with her and Scott. Mm-hmm. Lydia's fully in the know now, so they can talk about werewolf shit with her. 
Every animal in the tri-state area has <laughs> lost its fucking mind. Uh-huh. Um, not the tri-state area, just Beacon Hills. Sure. And Melissa is fully invested in her son's life. Yep. She's all in on the werewolf shit. She's got people's phone numbers. And that's pretty much it. We meet, I guess, I mean, we meet the big bad. Well, yeah, I've included him in the alpha pack. He's the only one we learn his name. Yeah, Dukelian. Yes. Which is, like, such a weird name. But, like, I recently heard that, like, somebody else had that name. Really? Yeah. Like, someone's first name was Dukelian? Yeah. And it wasn't, like, some, like, archaic knight or some shit. (laughs) Did they live in New Orleans? Because that sounds like a New Orleans name. I can't remember where I heard it. I wish I could. But I was like, they just said the blind werewolf's name. And... Looking up origin of name Ducalian. And, like, they didn't even call him, like, Duke for short. Oh, it's, it's, uh, Greek? Yeah. Yeah. Comes from a lot of Dukos, I guess you would say, which is sweet new wine, or from Halius? I don't know how Ducalian comes from Halius, which is sailor, seaman, fisher. And apparently, I don't know why it brought up, it says something about ancient, who is the Greek god of floods, but doesn't say his name there. Deucalion and Pyrrha gathered at the stones together. Eh, whatever. It's Greek. Okay. Myth of Deucalion and Pyrrha, if you want to look up more information about the name right. Deucalion. Well, anyway. Very cool. So that's the first episode in a nutshell, and now you ready to dig in? Yep. Alright, so this episode wastes no time. Um, Isaac already has his ass beat before the episode starts. And I assume that uh, this girl who... I'm just going to go ahead and call her Brayden because that is her name. I called her Brayden all through my notes. Yeah. So... I got to crack open another beer. Go for it. (laughs) Uh, Brayden, uh, I'm assuming that she just shocked him with a car battery to jumpstart his heart because he may have died. From whatever was done oh, to him. Oh, I thought he was being tortured. No, because she had him already. She was the one that shocked oh. him. Okay, I wasn't yeah. paying attention. I just I watched that twice in this, the last week, and I still didn't notice that. So cool. <laughs> and they are immediately smacking us in the face with werewolf lore. Immediately, yes. Uh, alphas can apparently share and steal memories with their claws. Mm-hmm. And apparently, and so then. Braden and Isaac hop on a motorcycle and she's like, hold the fuck on, bitch. We gotta go. And <laughs> apparently alpha werewolves can run as fast as motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they go on a incredibly obvious CGI motorcycle chase. The scene, where, the bit where the, he's looking down the alleyway. Yeah. And the- oh my <laughs> God. Okay. So, so funny. <laughs> the motorcycle chase wasn't too bad until they hit the dead end. Yeah. It, Once it, they hit the dead end, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, the practical, you know, driving of the motorcycle, that was all fine. Once they add in the werewolves chasing them down the alley and, like, werewolf speed and, yeah, yeah. all that. I'm like, this. <laughs> and so once they're at the dead end, Braden and Isaac turn around, and then the twins could have just closed in on them and, like, just walked, like, football lineman style or, like, ran at them and got them that way. But no, they decide to be extra as fuck, and one of them, like, kneels down, and the other one, like, runs and jumps off of his back 
to do some kind of like Hulk smash superhero landing. Yep. Because I guess he thought it was a good idea. Completely misses. Like, Brayden and Isaac are gone <laughs> yeah. by the time he hits the ground. And... I mean, extra as fuck is... I mean, that's how you could describe most. every character. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Especially the villains. Yeah. And so, they're clearly not the brains of the operation. No. We know immediately they're not the leaders of the pack. But they do have red eyes, so that confirms that they are alphas. Yes. And then we get a double twink alert. Yes, I wrote specifically double twink alert. <laughs> Because uh, the Carver twins, who Jen and I know from their stint on Desperate Housewives. They were just babies. I know, little babies. They were Lynette's twins all grown up when they did their time jump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Yeah, so <laughs> we get the double twink alert, which morphs into one hunk alert. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> and they fuse into an uber wolf. Right. And, that shit was um, So we get a new war- werewolf face, and it's fucking disgusting. I love it. <laughs> yeah, because oh it's like, God. you can tell that it's like How, fused in the middle. Can we just talk about the biology of this? Yeah, it makes... Why I think, are we talking about the biology of werewolves? I just think <laughs> this, of, I mean, of, of all the nonsense on this show, this is like above and beyond to me. Uh, I think Jeff had to have been like incredibly high when he came up with this idea. It was... He, How? He just leans on him, and they just like absorb... I, I don't i can't even form a sentence in and that, like did they have to do it like some kind of spell work to make this a thing or is it just being twin alpha werewolves if they well just being twin werewolves can any twin werewolves fuse together into one uber wolf who knows is i mean we might be able to alphas? ask the hills but most of them are burnt up i mean it's just so it does like, like the one just like suck up the other one mm-hmm. into his body do they absorb equally of each other <laughs> i don't know i just feel like one of the writers was high as shit watching mm-hmm. dragon ball z and saw them do the fusion dance <laughs> and was like god damn it we're putting that in the show <laughs> yeah like i don't know what that is but you're probably right it's a dance that any two characters can do it they just have to learn and match up perfect well actually i think they have to be of similar power levels but they do this little dance, and if they match it up perfectly when they do it, they'll turn into, like, one super being hmm. that's a fusion of the two of them, and it'll be, like, not just the sum of their powers combined, but that amplified. No so, dance here. Just lean Yeah, Yeah, lean you just gotta, over. like, shove your hand up your brother's ass, and boom, you guys uh, are Yeah, gone. I mean, I was about to say, you just, uh, I can't even say it out loud. It's so gross looking. <laughs> oh, uh, Yeah. Um, I do remember watching a Teen Wolf, like, um, Comic Con panel where they were talking about this or something, and Jeff made it really weird because he's a, he is a twin. Jeff Davis is a twin. Uh. And he made some weird comment about what, who, as hasn't everyone wanted to be inside their brother? No! Or something like that. I'm like, Jeff, what the fuck? (laughs) Everybody was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I don't, yeah, it was awkward. I guess Uh it's twin thing, For all the good that scary-ass wolf form did them, because Brayden did not come to play. She shot them dead in the fucking chest with, like, an electric shotgun shell yeah. that immediately, like, knocked them out. In fact, the twins get their ass beat this entire episode. Yeah, pretty much. They must have went to the, like, hail school of being an alpha. Yeah. But they deserved it. So, then we cut to the credits, and I did make a note here. Did Scott levitate in the opening credits last season? No, no, he didn't. That was new. He got new credits. He didn't. He didn't float 
like no. some kind of like, Jesus uh, figure? No, like no. he was in Evil Dead Rise before Evil Dead Rise existed. Sure. That's that's new. He's Jesus now. Yeah. So we that's new. Jackson is no longer in the credits. Thank God. <laughs> um we do get uh, you know, a close up shot on the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that's pretty much it for differences. Yeah. And then this is where I had Scott is getting a tattoo because Tyler Posey is getting the tattoo. Yes. And I thought it was funny that when the tattoo artist looks at the drawing, which is literally just two black lines, and he's like, boy, it's a good thing you drew me a picture. Yep. And Scott just funny. like, yeah, I, I just try to be helpful. Like, he just doesn't even get it. He's such a puppy. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's like insulting Tyler Posey's actual tattoo. Yeah. Which is funny. Mm-hmm. They've already made fun of his face in the first season. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's fair game. Scott and Styles are looking fantastic this season. Everybody looks good. Styles, I like the longer hair. He looks like a couple years older. Yeah, he just looks like his face has matured. Yeah, like everybody this season. I mean, like most of them were fairly attractive the first two seasons, Mm -hmm. but now that they've got that like L.A. money, yeah, everybody is banging. Yeah, I guess the hair and makeup team got an upgrade. Yeah, and the wardrobe. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, I mean, because obviously they're all gorgeous young people anyway. But yeah, but now they've got like the money to right. support their already good looks. Um, it really looks to me like Styles has some baby fat in his cheeks. Well, I thought last season he looked really skinny. Like, uh, well, baby fat doesn't mean fat or skinny. It's just the face shape maturing. Like okay, but he yeah whatever it was he does look older this season. Scott does too. Yeah, they all just look good. And, um, so of course we, well, Styles holds up a picture of what looks like the Canima and suggests, do you want to get this? And of course, too soon. Yeah. Too soon, Styles. Um, we have yeah. to uh, get an obligatory history lesson on the history of tattooing. Yes, the this show artist. loves to teach you something. Yes. <laughs> Which sometimes I don't mind because I... It's funny because now that we're doing the podcast, I'm learning things like when I had to look up what conflagration mm-hmm. meant. So. I don't mind it when they teach us things, but it just seems it's always so obvious. That yeah, like... I mean, they do like heavy handed and it's yeah. very awkward sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, one, I don't really care what the meaning of the word tattoo. No, I know is. that tattoos can be significant and to mark, you know, significant moments in your life and blah, blah, blah. Like we get it. Yeah. We know what tattoos are for. We've been new. <laughs> yeah. We also find out that Styles is really bad about needles because he passes out as soon as the guy starts doing yep. the tattoo. And then once they're back in the Jeep, Scott's tattoo starts healing away. Yep. And Styles reveals that he hated it, so mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't care as much. And then we cut to Lydia and Allison. Where they just hand wave the fuck out of Jackson. I'm mm-hmm. so pleased with this dismissive explanation of what happened to him. Um, however, everyone got over him not being dead. It was just like not a big deal. I mean, they do a good job of like in three or four lines of dialogue covering every question you could possibly have about they sure, Jackson. They sure did. I'm not mad at it. And this is the key thing though. Derek taught him werewolf one on 101. Yes. Meaning... This bitch is supposed to be a werewolf. Right. No more Kanima. The Kanima was supposed to be gone. Yep. Which, obviously, that will remain to be true. Sure, Jan. (laughs) Sure, Jan. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then, so, yeah, we learned that doctors felt stupid when Jackson ended up not being dead. Derek taught him how to be a werewolf, and then his dad moved him to London for unspecified reasons. And he was probably like, you are a fucking problem. You, yeah. Especially, like, this past, like, year of mm-hmm. your life, so I'm gonna get rid of you. Yeah, I mean, if your son did basically, supposedly die, and then come back to life... A change of scenery might be in, in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Do you think his parents know that he's a werewolf now? Nah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he would just not tell them. He doesn't tell them anything. No. And um, I did appreciate the American werewolf in London joke. Yeah. Um, let's, let's see. see. Uh, Allison and Lydia are going on a double date. Right. Which at first Lydia says it's a group thing, not a double date. But then she admits that it is. I love that for them. But um, we also learned that Allison spent the summer in France, where she got a haircut and looks really nice. Yep. Um, and then we also see that they are driving on the emptiest, widest, flattest road I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it does have a stoplight for some reason, even though there's no other roads intersecting with it, as yep. far as I can tell. So... <laughs> They that stop. light solely exists for plot purposes. <laughs> right. So Lydia and Allison stop at a stoplight and then awkwardly Styles and Scott pull up right next to them. It's so awkward. And Scott is wondering if he'll even see Allison if she's coming back or not. And Styles is pretty sure that she is yes. considering he can see them next to them. And I feel worse for Scott than Allison, honestly, when this happens. Because he's obviously still the one hurting the most. I think Allison is too. Uh, I said the most. Yeah. I didn't say she wasn't hurting. She's definitely, like, in her feels, too. But I feel like Scott is just... I feel like Allison's just tougher than he is. Plus, yeah. she's the one that made the decision to not... And she's got a lot other. of... Well, not that Scott doesn't have other shit to deal with, but Allison has more other shit to deal yeah, with. she's... Right now. <laughs> got two dead relatives and a killer grandpa. Well... Well, yeah, Gerard's not dead. I was going to say three, but he's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, you not know. unless he crawled somewhere to die. And also her, like, psychotic break. Yeah. <laughs> to recover from. Where she, like, tried to murder two teenagers. Yeah. So, yeah, she's got a lot she's dealing with. Yeah. Um, but Scott and Allison both want Styles and Lydia to run the red light, and Lydia does it. Because uh, who cares? There's no other cars. There's not even a road. Yeah. <laughs> that could hit them. Um... So then... But, well, and of course, well, just as Lydia pulls away, Styles was trying to roll down the window and get their attention. Yeah. And then he says, oh, they probably didn't see us. And then Scott makes uh, Styles stop the car. That was a lot of S's in a row. Yes. <laughs> because he doesn't want them to think that they're following them. But then Allison's like, Lydia, stop the car. We need to talk to them. Right. And then as soon as they do that, we get this CGI deer... Well, first they are like, why are they stopped? We stopped, but why did they stop? Because none of them have cell phones. No. And it's just, it's a, it's stupid, but it's a fun, awkward well, scene. If we want to take into consideration that they are good drivers, you don't text and drive. <laughs> but well, I'm just Allison's saying that not driving. she's like, he's like, I Touché. need to talk to her. <laughs> and Allison's like, oh, I need to talk to him. Like, they can't just text each other. Yeah, but no, up. we got to stop our cars and get out and in talk the in the middle of, the of this road. I mean, they might as well. There's nobody here. Yeah. <laughs> He's got werewolf power, so if something does show up, he can just jump up or something. It'll mm-hmm. be fine. But uh, anyway, while they're all debating, like, what should come on, we see this 
CGI deer, mm-hmm. um, which in three seasons, it still looks like shit. Yep. Even LA money could not fix their CGI. No, they're probably still using the same studio for that. Yeah. But, True. Like, you know, whatever. It's, I mean, it's basic cable CGI. I don't expect yeah. much more. Yeah, it's like, I don't need it. Yeah, I don't need fine. to be great. <laughs> I'd rather they use a fake deer, but whatever. Yeah. Not for their running part, just like have it hit them. That would have looked, what, like just throw a dummy deer at their car? <laughs> no, like a practical deer, just like have it like crash through the windshield. I don't know if that would have looked any better. I don't know. I just like practical effects. I'm always going to... Like... But you want them to use a real one? No. <laughs> I think the I think the option they went with is the best option, even they if They didn't went with the great. best option. It doesn't matter because it dies immediately. Yes. And we only have to deal with it for a few seconds. And then Scott like gets out. They're all out of the car at this point. Which, okay, and the first thing I have to comment, well, they're freaking out, but then Lydia's like, I saw its eyes right before it hit us. No, you didn't. You were looking the other way. I watched the second time I watched this episode... You did not see that deer. Anyway. Well, you know, she's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> she likes to lie. Yeah, she says she saw fear in its eyes, which, no, she didn't. But whatever. And also, um... What? Jen just wait, did she say before it died or before it hit them? Because if it was before it died... No, she said before it hit us. Okay, cool. Were you going to say something? Are we at the <laughs> part where Scott touches it? That's, I think, what we were no, getting to. because Lydia didn't say it looked like fear she said it looked crazy okay because then scott touches it and goes it was fear yeah it was terrified because (laughs) apparently werewolves now new lore they can sense the emotions of things that are dead by touching by touching them it would make more sense if he sniffed it yeah because then Mm -hmm. he could smell the adrenaline yes that would that would have made more sense but he touched a dead animal's fur and sensed fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could almost understand that if it was still alive. Why? I don't know. Why Maybe you... because of the thing that I'm about to point out to you next. Oh, okay. It was a full moon and that motherfucker was completely under control. Yes, he was. Still doesn't explain. Well, maybe his <laughs> powers are amplified. Maybe keeping your werewolfness under control makes you super powerful. That's a no prize. I'm, that's like bullshit. But, like, yeah. I feel like I'm allowed to, like, create my own Sure, why? I mean, they make, yeah. I mean, that's as good an explanation what? as any. It didn't make any sense. No, it didn't. And I it mean, never will, Jen. It should have, <laughs> he should have smelled it. Even if it was dead, maybe he could still smell the scent of the address. That would, yeah. That would make so much more sense. I mean, I think I, even without smelling it or touching it or anything, I could probably tell you that deer was running from something. It was scared of something. 100%. Because they don't just do that, usually. They don't no. just, they don't run into cars. My common sense sense told yeah. me that deer was scared as fuck. Right. My brain told me. <laughs> yes. And so next we cut to the yeah. hospital where Isaac's being wheeled in on a gurney and Melissa is fully involved now. Mm-hmm. The first words out of her mouth to Isaac are, why are you not healing? So yeah. she knows every werewolf in town. Um... And then but we immediately cut to, we go, we jump to Brayden next. Yeah, he, because Isaac insists that Melissa help her instead of him. Because he is healing just Very slowly, slowly because alpha wounds. Right. And then this is the worst weak mumbling ever, but it's definitely <laughs> the writing, not the acting. Yeah. 
There's only so much you can do with some dialogue, but basically yeah. she's just mumbling about how she needs to find the alpha. She needs to tell him something, blah, 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 but she doesn't mean Derek. She means Scott. Some For some reason. So now all of a sudden there's a prophecy about Scott. I guess. Somehow. <laughs> that he's going to be an alpha or he is already, yeah. I'm like, the fuck? Who the fuck knows about Scott McCall, who up until now was like a barely average student? Mm-hmm. And Beacon Hills. But no. From now on, Scott is the werewolf messiah. Yes, he is the chosen wolf. Yes. <laughs> so then we cut to Scott. And he is doing one-arm pull-ups while also reading Call of the Wild. Yes, he is on his fitness shit, reading nonstop, and apparently learning a new word every day. Yes. And we're going to hear every single every, word he learns. Oh my god. And we're going to hear it so many times. But like... <laughs> It's on brand because the boy is dumb, so he's trying to make it stick, so he's using it as much as possible. Yeah. It's just another one of those times where it's like, I, it's hard for me to tell whether they are intentionally writing it that way because they're like, it's Scott. He would do that. Or if they think we are dumb and need to hear the word ephemeral. I don't think For this scene. one, I think, for this time, I think it's definitely like Scott being Scott. Okay. In this instance. Fine. He's, well, okay. So Scott has read a lot of literature over the summer, specifically a lot of books about wolves. And he's doing, learning a word of the day. And the word of today is ephemeral, which basically means not meant to last. Or I'm paraphrasing. Short lived. Yeah. Which I think they might mean, that might be thematic. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Um, um, then we cut to the fine-ass Argent house. Well, like, no, the house No, weird the mirror tunnel. Argents. Window tunnel. Yeah. We don't know what the outside of this... Well, we learn later that it's an apartment, but oh, okay. we haven't seen the outside of it. Um, and Chris Argent is looking good as fuck, as usual. As usual. I did make the note that he does sound especially Canadian in this scene. And I, I honestly, I am assuming J.R. Bourne is Canadian just because of the way he says tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, I've never noticed, but... He just... Maybe it's just specifically... His eyes are too kind. Just... He probably is Canadian. Because, <laughs> like, he could stab me in the chest and then go, oh, baby. <laughs> well, now I have to find out where he is from. You guys go All ahead right. and keep talking. All right, so... Uh, Allison's new room is really nice. Yes. It's uh, tasteful. Yeah, and so other than that, that's pretty much it for the Argent House. Then we cut to Styles. Well, who... we've got to talk about the interaction between them. We can't sure. Just... Well, then you might want to talk about it because I had no interest in it. Okay. <laughs> so... um, but I also can confirm Basically, he was born in Toronto, Ontario. Basically, he's like, you don't have to go to school today if you don't want to. Or ever. He's like edging towards like, do you really <laughs> yeah. ever want to go back to do school? It's fine. Do you don't this? need to. And she's like, well, I promised Lydia I would drive her because her car is wrecked. So I should probably go. And that's pretty much the gist of the scene. But it's but just... It's, but it's basically a father-daughter yeah. moment. They're having a nice bonding um, moment. They hug. You know, after mm-hmm. everything that happened in their family. Now that all the crazy people in their family yeah. are gone, they are thriving. Yeah. yeah. And you can just see that Chris is making a effort yeah. to be, you know, a good dad now. I don't think he was... I think he was always making the effort to be a good dad. But right. now he doesn't have people breathing down his neck to do hunter shit twenty four seven, so he can you fully can commit see to being a dad. He's gonna be mm-hmm. focused on her. Yes. Right. So then we cut to Styles, and he is saying he's googling deer versus car accidents, and there were two hundred and forty seven thousand in the year twenty twelve. Good to know. That sounds about <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, but like, 
Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Styles just likes to look things up. He is a research fiend. Yes. He is the guy behind the. He's the guy in the chair behind the computer. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like it when people like claim that characters are autistic all the time, but people have pointed out that Styles has autistic traits. His his love of facts, his kind of dismissal of social cues. I mean, those seem like good arguments to me. Jen doesn't look convinced, but maybe we'll, we'll keep track of that as well. <laughs> anyway, heads up, everybody. About to open a beer. Okay. Um, so the sheriff wants Styles to go to school, um, but he Styles will not accept a bribe. And he is impervious to his father's influence, and the sheriff has nothing on him to use as extortion. So then he just resorts to just pulling him away from his computer. Well, he just, like, tries to type away yeah. frantically. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got to Lydia getting ready for school. Oh, Looking Lydia. fantastic. She looks fantastic, but I got thoughts about this. I'm like, ew, who is this tattooed fuckboy in her bed? Uh-huh. Who looks exactly like a Jackson wannabe. Yeah. yeah. He had the same exact haircut. Pretty much. I, I mean, just... like, he's clearly nobody, though. Right. Yeah. Like, it I was think... like a, the silhouette of Jackson. Like... <laughs> so if we're going, if we're continuing to track our evidence of what Lydia's sexuality could be, she could totally still be aromantic in this situation, because she's oh, obviously not Oh, I'm still reading it that, that way. She has, obviously, she fucked this kid. Yeah. But she could still also be asexual because she doesn't need to have been attracted she, to him to just want to get yeah, off. She's still <laughs> trying to like figure her shit out. She's still in the process of figuring her shit out. Yeah. Basically. But I also like thoughts on her sexuality aside. Where are her parents? That's what I was wondering. So they, so I assume that aside from Styles and Scott, they're operating on rich television kid parent mm-hmm. wavelength. Because rich television kid parents are always MIA or so, like, disinterested in what their kids are doing that their kids can, like, fuck their brains out. The entire cast of Gossip Girl fucked each other stupid. I know. And their parents didn't know about it. Or even if they did know, they didn't care. But that, like, was that show, you know? That was, like, that made sense. But on this show where it's, like... But we're supposed to carry that over because we're supposed to assume that that's how rich TV kids are. Because all the rich TV kids on the OC were fucking too. But they didn't even... But um, even on those shows, did they have randos spending the night in their room on a school night? And still there in the morning when they're getting ready for school? Only on Gossip Girl. <laughs> just, it's like, what the fuck? It's just Who like is- that heightened TV version of like how this shit works. Yeah. So, but I... Yeah, I know. it's Maybe that was the guest house. No, that's her room. No, that was her room. I know. (laughs) As soon as I said that, I was like, no, that was definitely her room. So, yeah, she just leaves that stranger in her bed. I know what Lydia's mom is doing. I I don't know what her dad is doing. I think think they're divorced. Oh, yeah, they are divorced. So, she definitely lives with her mom, not her dad. Her mom is probably tending to her other werewolf child in Vampire Diaries. (laughs) Right, right, right. She's in Mystic Falls tending (laughs) to Tyler. Right. Yep. Lydia's good. I got it. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that got Rando in her bed is like, can we go on a date? And she's obviously not interested. No. And then she does consider having sex with him again. 
at some point, but then she ends up just leaving him in her room. She's like, I don't like you, but I do like orgasms. Right. Basically. But she, and then she, so she goes to school with an obviously completely empty purse. Like there's no books or there's nothing in that bag. No. Just her dreams. Yeah. So then we cut to school where Scott shows up on a new, is that a dirt bike? Yes, it is a dirt bike. Dirt bike. And then he sees two other fancier motorcycles parked yes. there already. Um, I want to say that they're Ducatis, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, and we then should... we find out that Erica and Boyd are missing. Yes. Which... And also, this is obviously the exact same building that they went to school in last year. Absolutely. No differences whatsoever. Mm-mm, none. <laughs> But yeah, there's missing posters for Boyd and Erica up, and apparently Derek has his hands full looking for them. Um, also, they haven't finished cleaning the library up no. from the cannabis shit. <laughs> apparently not. I mean, that would take a while. And as somebody who has familiarity with like building projects and how long contractors take to do things, that tracks. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, and Gerard apparently left his sword. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so the old principal is back. Mm-hmm. Now that Gerard has disappeared. Or maybe if he didn't leave his sword, maybe he left a sword. Because Gerard strikes me as the person who has multiple swords. Yeah. This is a decorative one, probably. No, it's definitely one that he used <laughs> before. He okay, just makes sure. He probably got one that he... Tr- he's got one in the car, mm. one at the school, one at the Argent house. Just... Like I... He has swords like I have chapstick. Yes, everywhere. He's got his car chapstick, he's got his car sword, his travel sword, uh-huh. his home sword, all of them, school sword, his pocket sword. Uh, so then, okay, so then we cut to Allison and Lydia um, at Allison's locker, and Lydia is talking about tons of fresh men, which Allison rightly points out is fresh boys because they're 14. Yeah. Which is gross. And none of them look 14. Well, of course it's not. only gross when you when we think about it. In the context of the show, it's like a two-year difference. So I following. know, but still, they're 14. And she's talking about she's looking for her next hookup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ew. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> think about it. Yeah. Which, I don't want to think about and it. And it's, I mean, it's just funnier to think about. Okay, so there, she's talking about potentially hooking up with 14-year-olds. But she's pretending she's supposedly 16 when in real life she's like 27. (laughs) And these supposed 14-year-olds that she's looking at are also probably like 23. It's just TV TV teenagers. It's ridiculous. It's it's better if you don't think about it. Yeah. But Lydia does not want a boyfriend right now. She wants a distraction. Which tracks. And then two of them start walking towards them. Yes. <laughs> because we find out that the twins now go to Beacon Hills. And I just think it's funny when they see them and Allison is like, brothers? I'm like, Allison. Bitch, those are identical They're twins. I- ac- absolutely identical. Yes, I think they might be related. <laughs> but yeah, Lydia points out that obviously, yes, they're twins. And that was their motorcycles parked outside of the school. Yep. Then we cut to Melissa. And she's checking on Isaac and she, she sees that his wounds are healing, but they're also smoking as they heal. Is that new? I guess so. I don't, I think it's a bad idea to try and look for <laughs> consistency in things like that because I'm not Isaac's looking. blood definitely used to suck up in his body when he healed. Yes. And it's so. not, 
it's like it's not so much that I'm looking for consistency as I am just taking the time to point out inconsistencies because it's fun. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel you. I feel you. I love that you're... I want you to keep pointing them out. I was just like, I don't... I think we should make note, but not dwell. Yep. Because that's what they do this episode. They smoke now. And Um, Melissa has adjusted so well to this shit. She's like, I've called Derek five times. This bitch won't pick up. Yeah. He must be getting his ass beat. Because basically they're... I don't know why... Honestly, I don't know what they need Derek for. He's healing already. So, I mean... Well, just to like... Tell it's like his dad. It's his dad yeah, now. I know, but so just, he needs to know what's going on with him. They're basically at freaking out because his wounds are healing, and it's not going to make sense when he gets sent to surgery that he doesn't need surgery anymore. And I'm just like, so just leave. So just get up and leave. You don't need to stay. And I don't think he's strong enough to leave yet. At that point, <sighs> maybe not yet, but there's still time. I feel and like <laughs> I think the whole Derek thing was just to. Make sure that Derek knows what's going on. Yeah, that's fine. It's more it's more the thing with the, like, why they're so freaked out about him getting sent into surgery. And then, I mean, cutting ahead, he gets sent into surgery and his wounds are healed. Yeah. Why didn't he just leave? Don't let them sedate you. Just leave. Well, that- Because he- Oh, oh the, yeah. yeah We're going to get to okay. that point. We're going to get to why. We, yeah. In a minute. They actually do cover that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair play. So- <laughs> And then she's like, do you have any other emergency werewolf contacts? Scott. And yeah, your son, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) His other dad. And then, um, okay, so next we get to the sheriff. And I gotta say, fuck the sheriff in this moment. A cab all day in this episode. Because I'm like, fuck you, Sheriff Johnny Cage. (laughs) These werewolves and hunters have been destroying the town for two fucking seasons. But you're going to make the injured black woman in her hospital bed answer for 10k in property damages? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Brayden is fighting for her fucking life in the hospital bed and your bitch ass is going to be like, "Well, when is she getting up so that I can make her I can hold her accountable for $10,000 in property damage? Your son's still a whole fucking police van, bitch." Okay, I'm getting heated. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck you, Sheriff. Fuck you. Okay, I'm just going to say, you're, you're that's all valid. I just I think he was just kind of being sarcastic in that mm-hmm. moment. I think he's really just like, I want to know that what the fuck happened. Like, why are these people in the hospital? I don't Maybe. think... I, 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 wasn't, I don't think that... I'm not I, saying that that's know. not part of it, but he I think he's mostly... He didn't seem sarcastic to well, me. Not, Okay, not sarcastic. <laughs> I think that's definitely part of the situation, but I think he's frustrated by the fact that he doesn't know what the hell happened. Yeah, well, you know what? It's not Brayden's fault. I mean, he doesn't know She's that. She's part of it. Mm. I'm just mm. saying. I'm just saying. Where has been happening? I'm not defending town. cops. I just yeah. am defending. Silenzi. I know you're not. <laughs> I know. I know where you stand. I'm just mad I know. at the sheriff I, for fair. this shit. It pissed me off. I forgot about it until I started looking at my notes, <laughs> and I've got. I'm like two beers deep now. So I, I you made good points. I was. Yeah. I feel very strongly about that moment. I still love Sheriff Johnny Cage, just not in that moment. In that moment, Sheriff? I was ready to fight him. Valid. So moving on. <laughs> so then we go to the school, and Allison has to sit in front of Scott in class. Yes, but her outfit is great. 
Yeah, she I think looks good. she learned a sense of style in France. Yes, <laughs> she went to France, went to Fashion Week. Uh-huh. Her mom's dead, not influencing her to be crazy or dressed horribly anymore. Yes, but then yeah, so the only seat open is the one right in front of Scott, which Lydia acknowledges as she takes a different seat. And I'm like, Lydia, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Sit there. <laughs> what kind of friend are you? One that's self-absorbed <laughs> yeah. still. And then uh, all the kids get a text message, and it's from their new teacher. That's fucking weird. I was like, how did this bitch get every kid's number? That seems not right. Yeah, I'm, well, they probably have a contact list for, like, emergency no, or something. No, no, that's I don't know. shady. But they, <laughs> I think they've referenced the teachers having other, like, I think Scott got a message from Harris at some point last season about his I mean, I could papers. see a coach because that's usually like yeah. outside of coach. I could see Tina? anybody else. Uh-uh. No, I don't think Harris does not have these children's phone numbers. He last season, I swear, he got a text met Scott was text messaging Harris about well, he shouldn't been. I know it doesn't make sense. Although, I we have I to. I, so. Did you guys have cell phones in high school? Yes. I actually did, yeah. Oh, okay, I mean, I'm older than you I guys. I mean, we but, just, it just yeah. kind of and, started. Yeah, it had just started, but also, uh, like, I was the only one who had one, so Ooh. nobody <laughs> was, like, texting or calling me. I was the only person yeah, who had one. Yeah, we started having them, like, a lot of us started getting them when we started driving. Or actually, no. Well, actually, I had, a, like, a Nokia brick phone. Yeah, like, that was when I was, when I was like, when I, when I got my first phone, I was the only one who had one. By the time I was about to graduate, other people had uh, cell phones. Yeah, yeah, we had them. Yeah, we were playing snake like a motherfucker in class. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't texting because that's back when text messages cost money. Yeah, I just I'm just saying that I think maybe cell phone culture is probably different. Yeah, but you still you're no, but they don't. But teachers don't have kids' phones. Like I've gotten like. A 16-year-old niece. And yeah, so, yeah, no, not. that's not normal. That's like a no-no. Well, the note I made when everybody got the text message was, it's a it's a message from Gossip Girl. <laughs> 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 You're all fucked. The alphas are in town. Yeah. <laughs> XOXO, Gossip yeah. Girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically we're just supposed to be like, oh, she's cool. She texts her students and she sends them yeah, quotes from the worst novel I've ever been forced to read. I never had to read it. I hate it. Actually, that I didn't finish it. It was I was supposed to read it and I didn't finish it. What was well, it? Good thing Heart she of told Darkness. Me. I hated it so I, much. I, good I, thing she told us how it ends. Yeah. And it's like that's the novel that Apocalypse Now is based on. Oh. It's, yeah, I would have hated that too. I hate it. It's shit. Every time, anytime the topic comes up, like, what's the worst book you were forced to read in school? My, I'm just immediately, Heart of Darkness. Fuck that book. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've even heard of that book. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it sucks, so you don't need to. And then we cut back to the hospital after this. Oh, well, uh, before we cut back to the hospital... We find out that uh, Melissa has called the school because she can't get in touch with Scott. I think that's later. At this point, she just says, everybody turn your phones off. Oh, okay, cool. And then cool. we cut to. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Never mind. I then. can text you, but no one else can. Yes. That's well, she said that was the last text, text you'll receive. Because she's so cool. Yeah. She's so cute. So then we get introduced to the new evil looking pretty nurse. Yeah, I don't trust her for some reason. Do what? I don't trust her for some reason. Yeah, she (laughs) definitely doesn't look suspicious as fuck at all. Um, Barefoot. 
And then I'm like, no way. That bitch walked around that hospital dressed as a fucking nurse. With no... With her talons out on her feet. No shoes. Oh, God. That grossed me out so bad. I know. I'm like, bitch, there's like... She's fine because she's a werewolf, but it's just disgusting on principle. Oh, it's, it's still gross. It's always gross. But I guess, you know, it's Beacon Hills. Yeah. I'm Nobody like, was like, that's not my business. <laughs> it's true. There's a lot of shit that happens. It's like, maybe this hospital. bitch is working like a 24 today and mm-hmm. she's just stressed out and she hurt. needs to, whatever, as long as she checks on her patients. Yeah, it's not my business with how she maintains her tone. No, it doesn't matter that we've never seen this bitch before in the hospital ever. Nope. Whatever. Like, Beacon Hills, I will say, probably has had so much shit going on mm-hmm. with all the animal shit that people probably are hurt more than usual. Never, yeah. It's probably, like, all hands on deck. So, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for not noticing her, but still, somebody should have questioned her in reality, but yeah. I've no. been in the hospital too much to give her the benefit of the doubt. That's fair. <laughs> that is unhygienic. <laughs> so, she rolls up on Isaac and sedates him. Yes. further well like period sedates him right yeah the thing i have forgotten happens <laughs> yeah and she's like we can't have you getting in the way again right and i'm like in the way of what we don't know but which i mean like we can talk about it at the end of this episode as we progress but i really have no idea what the fuck they were planning to do with isaac this whole episode well apparently so they did they used their claws to Take his memories. Yeah, they're trying to find out some information from him, but I don't. We don't know what. And then I guess he was. I guess they tried to capture him too, and Braden saved him. Yes, I'm guessing that's what it was. Yeah, and they're just trying to recapture him because it doesn't seem like they're trying to kill him. Right. But they said we don't want you getting in the way again. So like, Did she say getting in the way or getting away? I'm not getting away. Again. Okay, let's go with that. Because that would make more sense. That makes more sense, so we're going to go with that. Even if I'm right, (laughs) I prefer to be wrong in this instance, because this makes more sense. Yeah. So So, then we we go back to the classroom. Allison passes, got a note that says, can we talk? But then he gets called to the office because Melissa has called him. There we go. And then, and Jennifer... That's, well, we haven't learned her name yet, but it's Jennifer, the teacher. Yeah, what was her role? What's her last name? Miss Blake. Blake. Miss Blake. But she, I mean, this is her first day. She's never yeah. met this kid before. And already she's like, I'm giving you a warning. You better not miss class anymore. I'm like, calm down. Yeah, that was really rude. His mother called him out of school, out of class. Like, he For hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you're right, bitch. You don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chill out. Step the fuck off. <laughs> she has very intense, this is my first job energy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. She does. She's like, was a student teacher up until like five seconds ago. She's like, no, I got to have an air of authority. I got to be cool. They got to like me, but also fear me. Like we all hate her instead. Yeah. Already she irritates me. I hope a werewolf gets her. I don't hate her, but. She's irritating me. That's fair. Yeah. I don't hate her. I'm just like, you're trying too hard, bitch. Yeah. That's really how, that's just where I'm at with her right now. You're trying too hard. Stop. Yeah. But then we cut back to the hospital and we see that Brayden has escaped. Because Alpha Lady came to find her and her bed is empty and the sheriff is handcuffed to the bed. Not the sheriff. A sheriff deputy. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, not the sheriff. Um, Because Brayden was like, the fuck? And then we go back to the classroom where Styles notices that 
Lydia has a wound on her ankle. And he asks her if it happened in the accident. And she says, no, Prada bit her. And he's like, your dog? She's like, no, "No, my designer handbag. Fucking idiot. Yes, my fucking dog. Which is not something he he or she has ever done before. So it's another example of animals acting weird. Mm -hmm. So they talk about how animals can act weird as a sign that there's like a storm coming. Or Or an earthquake. Or an earthquake. So Styles is like, what if this means there's something bad coming? Mm -hmm. And boom, a bird crashes into the window. Yeah, uh, uh, because she said, but it always comes in threes. Oh, She's like, yes. what did you say about threes? Yes. Like one, two, and then bird. <laughs> yeah, three. <laughs> and uh, then yeah. more birds start hitting the glass. Yes. And actually the classroom just turns into a deleted scene from the birds. Yeah. It's uh, chaotic. A lot of CGI ravens crashing through windows and scratching people's faces and everybody's hiding. And of course, Styles goes to protect Lydia. Um, and then... Yeah, and then it ends, and there's just a lot of dead birds all over the classroom. And then we cut back to Scott getting to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Melissa is so fucking proud of her baby, and she didn't want his werewolf shit getting in the way of his education. Um, way to go, Melissa. Mm-hmm. Like, A-plus parenting. She has she had her, like, one moment of, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, this werewolf shit is freaking me the fuck out. Then she she's just, like, come full circle. She yep. is on it now. She's so proud of him because he saved up his money for the bike. He's reading. He can read. She probably didn't think that he could (laughs) (laughs) as of last season. Mm -hmm. She's just so proud of him. Yeah. And she didn't want to have to call him in to and distract him from disrupt his rhythm is what she says. And especially particularly because she knows werewolves heal. So she's like, probably this werewolf child will be fine Mm -hmm. and there's no need to call my werewolf son, who's like his second dad. Right. <laughs> um, or third but, dad. But again, this is kind of where I wonder, like, what is Scott supposed to do? Like, what do they think? What is Melissa calling him in to do? I don't. I, so from my perspective is like, this is clearly werewolf shit. And she doesn't need it to be explained to her because she's still at work. <laughs> so she's working. She's like, I don't have time to figure out what werewolf shit is going on. Um, and obviously, like, she can only help up to a certain point with werewolf shit. So, if Derek's unavailable, Scott is obviously, like, the next best choice to help him. Yeah, Isaac. And she's just, like, delegating it to Scott. Again, like, I know Isaac asked for him, but to do what? (laughs) I mean... I think she just wrote it off as, this is, like, werewolf shit above Mm -hmm. my level of involvement. And I don't need to know the details. If it gets more serious, they'll let me know. I think it's just one of those things where she just called him. And, but I get where you're coming from. And I don't, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I mean, he, he ends up needing to save Isaac, but they think, don't know that's going to happen. Well, I think they do. They, I think that's so the she's point. just calling him because they, they know Isaac was attacked by someone. So, and they're probably not done. Okay. That yeah, and Derek's unavailable. Yeah. This is one time that I'm like, okay, no, we talked. Yep, like that makes sense. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I get it now. We don't know if the werewolf shit is done or not, but somebody needs to be here to help Isaac because he's not at 100 and he can't help himself. Okay, yes, valid. Moving on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's when we cut to Isaac has been moved into surgery, but... Uh, before that, Scott meets a handsome blind man oh, yes. who is very suspicious. Yes. And that's it. 
Yeah, they just get on the <laughs> well, elevator together. Well, he asks him for his help. He's That's... obviously slowing him down. Well, first we got to the surgery where they realized that Isaac Oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. <gasps> Bitch! <laughs> oh, my God! Wait, what? Jen! What did I didn't say? pick up on that at all. He, he was... Sl- Dukelian... Well, we find out that his name's Dukelian. But he was slowing Scott down so that his wolves could get to Isaac. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't even pick up on that. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was just, like, being blind and looking for Isaac, and he didn't know exactly where to go either. Oh, oh no, I I didn't, I mean, I know the Deucalion could get around on his own. I knew that much, but I didn't even think Scott that help. he was, I thought he, he was, was just, just trying to get a feel for Scott. Scott yeah. I didn't, the thought never crossed my mind that he was <laughs> slowing him down. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. So, but, like, I also, like, that Scott was, he's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Of course he When he asked, because Deucalion asked Scott to uh, hit the button for the second floor, and Scott had already pressed it, and he was like, like, looking, like, what the fuck do I do? He's like, I'm just going to go ahead and press it again anyway. <laughs> so he presses it again. So Deucalion knows. You got it, buddy. That he pressed it. <laughs> and then... When Scott's getting ready to walk away, mm-hmm. Deucalion, like, puts his hand on his shoulder. He's like, can you help me? And of course he will. Yeah, because he's a good boy. He's yeah. a good pup. Not that he gave him a whole lot of a choice since he... Well, yeah. Put his fucking <laughs> hand on him and guilt-tripped him immediately. Um, but then we cut back to the surgeon who is just a complete asshole yelling at everybody. Yeah, he's a dick. As many surgeons And are. then yeah. I was like, does this count as a twink alert? It's like a partial. Oh, hmm. Because yeah. we do see a shirtless Isaac. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also, it's so strange to me how many healthcare professionals smoke. Because they're just stressed the fuck out. I get that. Mm-hmm. But they, of, of all people, they know how bad it is for Well, you. I think it makes more sense for older. Uh, well, I don't know if it's just older healthcare people. I mean, I see a lot of, like, nurses. But it also and... gets introduced to people at a young age. Yeah. So, like, I think the culture, like... Obviously, well, like, now our generation has vaping. Yeah. So, like, that's a thing. But I feel like at the time that this came out, it's still, I get where you're coming from. I agree with you. But I feel like it's more ingrained culturally. So it's more prominent than it used, back then than it is today. I don't know. I just thought it was, I just think it's funny. Okay. No, sorry. Are, are I didn't we talking to... about on TV or in real no, life? No, I mean in real life. I just think it's ironic and weird yeah, that no, so many yeah. doctors and nurses smoke. But anyway, so they uh, wheel Isaac out of the surgery. Not just they, uh, yeah. a specific alpha. Yes. Um, who, I think he's kind of hot. Sure. Um, but I'm really... Do all the alphas just keep their claws out all the fucking yeah, time I had for the, no reason? One of my notes was, do they not know how to put their claws away? Because <laughs> we know for a fact fucking toe claws and big dude mm-hmm. are just walking around, claws out 24-7. Yeah, they made the effort to put on costumes. But they're going to keep the claws out. Yeah, and we know that they, it's not like... It takes a big ordeal to get your claws out if you need them. No, Scott's been able to do that since day one. Yeah, so there's no reason to just have them out and drawing attention to yourself, other than the fact that I guess they just... No, the plot just needs us to know that yeah. they're alphas. Yeah. Um. So Scott and this new werewolf kind of sense each other. 
and yeah. Scott sees that he's got well, Isaac. Well, I don't think so. they even sense each other. I think Scott just saw the dude with Isaac and he was like... Well, they kind of like look at each other kind of like, they're like, I know what you are. Because <laughs> there's no evidence of, like, I mean, yes, that guy has his claws out, but Scott can't see that. Well, I think it was the fact that Scott was on the second floor where he knew Isaac was. But we've also established that werewolves can sense each other. I don't think this was that, though. Why? Because Scott knew that Isaac was on, he was in, what, room 215? Yeah. So that dude was putting Isaac on the elevator and not taking him back I mean, to his room or anything. So, but, like, I mean, he knew he was sus. That, sure, it may be that there's that, too. But I think, I mean, if Isaac could sense that the twins were about to attack them, then Scott could definitely tell, hey, that guy's a werewolf. And that guy could still tell the same thing about him. Okay, sure. I give it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I agree. So you then guys, there's a really incredibly right. one-sided fight in the elevator where Scott doesn't seem to do anything. Yeah. I mean, but like, he went to save Isaac. He went yeah. to save his boys. So. And then does nothing. He just lets that guy throw him around. Yeah. I know he's outmatched, but he didn't even try to, he, it didn't, he didn't even throw a punch. I think <laughs> that was plot yeah. more than him. We're supposed to see that the Alpha is just that much stronger than Scott, and he just, like, couldn't even do anything. I mean, you can show someone losing a fight, but still making an effort. I agree, but I think they wanted to just be like... Bad writing so alert. Powerful. We should start having those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, all we We'll never stop. We would never stop. <laughs> no, sometimes we can do good writing alerts. I think we we'd should have... Tra- track that would be easier. We can do both. Yeah. We would talk about it less. There's... Bad, I don't think... specifically like blindingly bad writing, which I think this is really good writing. And then there's just like neutral writing, which is like just kind of the status quo. Well, <laughs> I will say this is probably one of, this is not a bad werewolf fight. This might be the best werewolf fight to date. Even though Scottish, even though it's a one-sided fight. It looks good. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. It's written badly, but yeah, it looks it looks yeah. well uh, choreographed. Well, yeah. I mean, that wolf seems to be significantly older than Scott. Yeah. He's significantly bigger than Scott, and he's an alpha in I'm group of alphas. I'm not saying that Scott wouldn't obviously lose the fight, but he just stands there and lets the guy throw him around, and then he like stands back up and he waits for the guy to throw him around some well, more. Well, he's also worried about Isaac. That's what I was just going to say. I think his focus is on trying to get Isaac Do out. Do you guys just... Intentionally <laughs> team up against me no, we for don't. no reason. No, we don't. <laughs> Jen sits and lets us argue between the two of us all the time. And then she's just got to weigh in on your side <laughs> every time. That every time. Before we got to the elevator fight, she just let us hash it out <laughs> about like Scott sensing him. Yeah, I, I, I only. And you won that fight. I, <laughs> I weigh fine, in fine. when I think it. I. When it's a logical thing to so me. So you think it's like, logical that Scott just let that guy throw him around like a rag doll without making any effort? Yes, because I think his focus was on Isaac and he just was... Focusing on what? Not hitting him, him, not getting out of him there, hurt. How is doing nothing getting him out of there? Because he's going and his eyes are on Isaac, not the guy. Like he's, And also he doesn't know how to get the advantage on this guy because yeah, he's Yeah, so what he does can do best in that situation in is, is either protect Isaac by just protecting him, like blocking him, or by trying to get him out, but he doesn't even ha- get the chance because the guy gets him right on his ass. I'm not convinced, but we need to move on. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we can do that. I swear there's no plotting. 
against you. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, um, okay, so that's when Derek shows up. Because this guy's holding Scott by the throat. He's like, how did you think this was going to go or some shit? And he's like, I'm an alpha. And then Derek shows up from behind and shanks him with the claws. And he says, so, so am, am I. I. <laughs> and throws his ass into the hallway. And apparently yeah. Derek's claws must have like some can of my venom or something yeah. in them. Because he just claws the dude in the back and throws him. And he's like, oh, I'm so weak now. Yeah, and just the his, like, what is it? Like an inch long, less than an inch long claws is enough to grab a person and throw them without the claws, like, coming out or just ripping through his skin. Or it, I hate yeah. the claw mechanics on the show. <laughs> but whatever. Derek did something right. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty cool, too. Yeah. So we'll overlook that and yay, Derek. It was a cool Derek. And when he, of course, has his cool, aren't you supposed to be in school line. <laughs> Yes, and then we cut to the sheriff, uh, and my, I only know this because I have the comment, um, the, on my note it says, poor sheriff, maybe no one wants to talk to you because you suck at your job and you're low-key racist as fuck. Not really, but I'm still <laughs> mad about Braden. Wow. <laughs> I, that's fair, Rashad. I don't think the sheriff is racist. I said, not really, but <laughs> okay. I'm still mad about Okay, Braden. but maybe the writers are. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Um, so and then the fucking house is back. Well, we did. We okay. skip. There's more to talk about in that okay, scene. I think. Continue. We keep skipping over Chris. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> we cut back to the school. Yeah. That's why. That's why I made that comment. Yeah. We go back to the. School. So yeah, we go back to the classroom. The the sheriff and his deputies are there, and Chris, just because. Mm-hmm. Um and because his daughter's there. Yeah, I know. We know that. But also, he's like the only parent who showed up, which I think if I were other people, I'd be like, that's weird. But He's not the only parent that showed up. Well, Technically, the, the sheriff. <laughs> yes, the sheriff is there. Because it's his job. He's and he's getting overprotective of Allison. I understand why he's there. <laughs> 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 but the sheriff comes up to Chris and is like, have, asking him, like, have you ever seen anything like this before? And Chris is like, uh, why would I have? Which I'm thinking the same thing. And then, of course, the sheriff's like, oh, well, I thought I heard the kids talking, saying that you're an experienced hunter. And he's like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> But also, even if that were true, being an experienced hunter does not mean that you have experience with Hitchcock's The Birds in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, know, I get he's grasping at straws here, but I... Uh, I mean, yeah. maybe you have experience with, like, bird, like behavioral patterns because you would you would learn them to be able to hunt them if he was like an ornithologist isn't that what and like we don't know what he was hunting he wasn't hunting birds yeah most people don't hunt specifically birds yeah i don't even know if you 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 are hunting a turkey yeah i guess yeah but again i get that he is grasping he's reaching for anything yeah maybe he should grasp for a fucking book on civil rights. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so anyway, we cut. <laughs> so then, then we cut to the Hale House. Yes. 
where we find out that the county now owns the hill house. Yes. But Scott does ask the valid question, you don't live here, do you? Which and we've he's been like, asking no. for. And Derek says, no, like it's a completely <laughs> irrational question. Of course like, not. Like you didn't live in that shithole for like a whole season. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, yeah. The title of this episode is going to be Beacon Hills Institute Jim Crow Laws. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so then, um, and like, if Derek doesn't live there anymore, why are they still hiding shit in this house? Like, because nobody and goes Derek, there. I know, but. Still, <laughs> nobody knows where Derek lives now. People Derek, still think he lives in the house. Because he does. He's lying. <laughs> now you're on to something. Peter and Derek are still just like hiding shit under the floorboards of this house. And like everything burnt up except for the shit that they hid. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter ha- hid that laptop after. Because remember, he used didn't he use it with Styles in season one? When he was, they were tra- trying to find Scott. And I don't like, think that's the same laptop. I think that one was just. Well, he's like, are all werewolves and are Mac guys, or is that just you? Like, I think that was Peter's laptop. Oh, maybe. Okay, all right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But anyway, still. not not important. <laughs> but... And so then, Derek is looking for something to heal a wound from an alpha, but doesn't even realize Isaac is fully healed. He's just been drugged. And then I was like, well, he's like, I, but well, I was, I, I made that note before okay. I realized that he was like, he healed on the outside, but not on the inside. I'm like, how the fuck does that work? Who the fuck knows? How the fuck <laughs> does that work? Like, yeah, it's called Rash- trauma, Rashad. <laughs> oh God. Oh, they all have so much of that. Well, like, his is a heal. He needs to take some of that for himself. Mm. He should probably take all of it. Cause Derek's <laughs> fucked. Yeah. <laughs> He needs a therapist. Speaking of, so Scott is asking him about what the hell's going on, and Derek is still like, it's not, it's my problem, I'll deal with it. <laughs> As usual. Yeah. Um, He tells him to go back to being a teenager, which, I mean, nice thought and everything, but Derek, come on. You know yeah. this is, you cannot handle this on your own. Also, like, he could ever go back to being just a teenager. Yeah. Just pretend nothing's going on. That's kind of like, well, the... Him and Allison and Chris, also we get to later, are kind of all in that, like, I just want to live a normal life now. Yeah. Boat. But, so at this point we cut back to the school, the school where, where Lydia says, is it just me or is Beacon Hills becoming a beacon for the totally bizarre and supernatural? Yes, it is. Exactly that. Yes. <laughs> and then as they're having that discussion... Brayden starts walking up, and I made the note that another mysterious, nameless black woman is showing up in Beacon Hills. Who was the previous? Bianca Lawson. Oh, yeah, we still don't know her name. Yeah, we still don't know her (laughs) name. Like, they just... I feel like we are lucky to know Deaton's name. (laughs) Like, the black people in Beacon Hills don't get names. They do. They all, but they I mean, both have names. Maybe, maybe if you them. had the subtitles on, they do. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just going to put fun. Now show. I feel like I'm trying to defend this show against racism, which is stupid. <laughs> and you can't come. I, I win. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm fucking oh, I'm like, there must have been some mysterious white person who didn't have a name, but it's, what am I doing? There was. It was Peter <laughs> until they oh, did the yeah, big reveal. Maybe Peter. I was like... Why is she acting like she knows this boy? I don't know this boy. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it isn't just them. It's just we're, like, two to one on, yeah. like, 
name us black people to name us white people. And the black people are only the ones that have to pay the fines. Uh, okay, <laughs> so moving on. Moving on. So Brayden, who we have not found out her name yet, but her name is Brayden. She comes up to Lydia and Allison, and she's asking about Scott, and she seems to already know who Allison is. Yeah, she's like she calls Allison by her You're name. You're Allison, right? You must know where Scott is. And then she grabs both of their wrists super hard. Yes, and they're like, "Excuse me, bitch." Yeah. And then Chris comes up, and so she leaves. Well, not Chris. Uh, she saw the twins, and that's why she grabbed their arm. Oh, I well, see. Well, she grabbed Allison's arm first, and then yeah. she saw oh, yeah. the twins, and that's when she grabbed Lydia's, because Lydia tried to talk to her, and then she booked it. Yeah. And then that's when Chris shows up. Right. And that's when he brings up the fact that, well, he mentions again, Allison, you don't have to go to school. You no. can just not go. But I mean, he can homeschool her. Yeah. And, uh, but they, he brings up the fact that he agreed to let them, they would stay in Beacon Hills as long as they would both stay out of, of all of this shit. werewolf shit, which of course is not going to work. No, never. Of but them I mean, stay out of this. it was a nice thought. Yeah. And I was like, good. <laughs> My exact note was good luck with that one. Yeah. Um, but that is when we cut to Deaton's office. Deaton. Yes. Because the sheriff is now going to ask him, because again, he's grasping at straws, has no idea what the hell's going on. went to him instead of fucking um, Chris. But well, he know. went to where the birds were, and Chris just happened to be there. I know, but like still, I was, I would have just asked. Are you trying to call him racist okay. again? <laughs> no, I wouldn't call him racist again for this. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, so if he had only asked Chris instead of asking Deaton, <laughs> then I would have said he was racist. Okay. Um, but Deaton says that he was going to call the sheriff anyway, because some fucked up shit happened there. Yeah. Um, all the fucking animals killed themselves, which is yeah. fucked. Is it all the animals? I thought, I don't know if it was just the animal, all animals or just the cats. Cause I know that was where the cats were before, but either way. Maybe. I mean, I'll ask, I mean, I did zero in on the cat paw, which yeah. is probably yeah. what they wanted. It was sad. I don't like that. I didn't Poor need to kitties. see that shit. He could have just said it. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I didn't need to see any of that. So I guess, what, they just, like, banged themselves up against the cage and, until they died? Probably. I, I, well, I don't know why. We, we don't need don't to get into it. Yeah. Well, let's not do that. <laughs> so then we cut back to Scott with Derek. Oh, because we skipped over when... Derek was telling Scott to, like, mind his fucking business and go away and be a kid. Yeah. Scott, but also said that he owed Scott one. Scott yeah. was like, you can pay me back right now. Right, and then we get to this point where yeah. Derek is about to give Scott a tattoo. Which, again, the the science, magic, whatever, however this works, can't. I was, I, makes no sense. Makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> and so then... Um, we get the revelation of why Scott wants a tattoo. Yeah. And it's to symbolize... Oh, his broken heart. Yes, and because his in... undying love for Allison. Because in what, Sumerian? Samoan. Yeah, Samoan. Samoan. Tattoo open means open wound. Yes. And his feelings for Allison or his relationship with Allison is still an open wound. And he wants to reward himself for not calling or texting her all summer, even though he really, really wanted to. Which it all tracks... Yeah, so, that makes sense. Poor baby. It is what it is. and um. But then, of course, somehow to keep a tattoo on a werewolf, you have to burn them. 
Yeah, and I'm like, for some reason, I just don't see a blowtorch tattoo looking good. I don't. Uh, it, it's like it pulled it out from underneath. Like, is it skin? supposed to be like it, burning yeah. off a layer of it skin no permanently? Guy. I don't. It doesn't. I was like, the logistics, like using a blowtorch to make a tattoo stay on a werewolf, that makes sense for me. But to make it look like a tattoo is where you've well, got he's me like bringing because he says he can see it. Yeah, like he can see it underneath the skin. the skin, and he's like bringing it out, but it still doesn't make sense no, because it they would still heal eventually. Yeah. Well, because fire works on werewolves. Yeah, they use like, it. That's why they burned all the hells alive. Yeah, and they use it to apparently also burn out wolfsbane mm-hmm. when people have been poisoned. They used they used a flare. It was weird. There's they just whenever there's a werewolf situation that they don't know how to resolve. They burn it. Yes. I just don't understand that. <laughs> it like, it's not, not for us to make it. sense of it. I don't get, like, I don't get the exact logistics. Fire working makes sense to me because fire tends to work on supernatural creatures, like, a little bit more than it works on us, even though it, like, works on us just fine. <laughs> yeah. But now how it, like, works for the tattoo does not make sense to me. Because I'm like, I get that it brought the tattoo back or whatever, but also, it's not like he used a stencil or anything. That thing yeah, burnt up plenty just, of flesh that wasn't tattooed. It yeah. was like it somehow brought it to the surface. Yeah, it was, it's sense. fucking weird. We're dwelling on it, on something that has no answers. That's what we so. do here. That is what we do here. But, like, we're but all on the same page here. My other point, though, that I also thought was ridiculous was that when Styles wanted to leave... Derek made him stay and said, you have to help hold him down. Like, Styles would be able could to hold, hold a werewolf. werewolf down who doesn't want to be held down. Well, the only thing I could think of with that is that Scott wouldn't hurt Styles. Yeah. Yeah, that was literally what I was going to say. I it's get still that. ridiculous. But yeah. he, I'm sure Scott could get the fuck up without hurting Styles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if he still. has the self-control to not hurt Styles, he also would have the same level of self-control to not move. Just because he wants this tattoo. It's stupid. No. No. You're much more likely to sit still because you don't want to harm a friend versus get a tattoo. Like, But I don't see how getting up would harm his right. friend. He could still move away. I mean. I mean. Like, this is stupid. It was just story. an excuse to have Styles stay. It's just plot shit. That's I like okay. how Styles passes out a needle but not a fucking blowtorch to his friend's he arm. He doesn't like needles. He's fine with fine. Styles set a whole ass werewolf on fire. He's not afraid of a little fire. Unfazed. So then uh, we cut back to an old teen wolf classic of a girl breaking into the boys' locker room. Well, first we cut, we go, well, we go to a commercial break. And then we come back and Scott is all sweaty. Oh, yeah. has apparently passed out getting this tattoo. Yeah, he just woke up. So I hope it was worth it because it seemed incredibly painful and not worth it. Yeah, you could probably just draw it on every morning. Yeah. That's how much you loved Allison. It was a freaking band. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then, of course, he has to tell, he has to say ephemeral one more time, to which Styles is like studying for the PSATs. Yep. Nice. Which was was a cute little moment. Um, But that is, but then, okay, so then we, we still are on them. Oh. And Scott's like, why did, why the fuck did you paint the door? Go on to that. I did skip over some of my own notes. Okay. Where we were talking about Derek making Styles hold Scott down. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
Baby, he's been holding Scott down since day one. Aww. Besties for resties. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. all I had to say about that. That was worth going back to. <laughs> but then we, okay, so that's when Scott's like, why the hell did you paint the door to this dilapidated hovel that you see? Which is a great again? fucking question. Yes, very observant. Good question. <laughs> um, so, and then Derek's like, none of your fucking business. Yeah. And then somehow style or Scott uses werewolf claw magic to remove the for a layer of paint. Which was kind of a dick move because painting sucks. It just, <laughs> but also he just reminded me of a cat at a yeah. scratchy pose. He's just like clawing at the door. It was a dick move, but it was also like justified because if I were him, I'd be like sick to death of Derek being like, don't worry about it. It's like, I will fucking worry about it. I need to know what's I'm going like, on. Okay, yeah, because your shit anymore. always becomes my shit yeah. eventually. Don't try to hide it. He from really me. does live there. He wanted a nice red door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, so okay, so he somehow reveals the almost Nazi Triskelion. Yeah, <laughs> symbol on the door, and then we cut. No, no, they're still talking about it, and Derek completely folds and is like, "Yeah, there's that alpha pack." Or there's a pack of alphas. An alpha pack. Like, Don't yeah, worry about it. it. Well, ten minutes ago or so, he was like, it's not your problem. Don't worry about it. And now he's, he's like, like... He says that like Scott didn't get his whole ass beaten in an elevator trying to save one of Derek's babies from one of the alpha wolves in the alpha pack. So I was like, yeah, I think it is Scott's problem because when you don't answer your phone, who does Isaac <laughs> yeah. call? He calls fucking Scott. So it is Scott's problem. It's always Scott's problem. Yes. Who's here right now in your fucking house because it's his problem because you didn't answer the phone. It's Scott, bitch. Tell him. And you got your, you painted that door for nothing. You kept that whole secret for nothing. Scott is already in it, bitch. Just tell him. Also, he does. all this happens. I know, but still, I was like, why even try and hide it? No, I know. It's ridiculous. All of this it's happens, like, and Derek's first thought is, oh, I better paint the door. Yeah. Don't let I anybody know. see this weird symbol. But, like, okay, so, like, ten minutes ago in Showtime or whatever, he's like, it's not your problem. Don't worry about it. And now he's like, Derek, Scott's like, what are you going to do? How are you going to defeat them or whatever? And he's like, with help. From who, bitch? The only other werewolf in town is Scott. So now you do want my help, is what you're saying. Like, yeah. you're just backtracking well, completely. You scratched my paint job. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, honestly, it would have been less suspicious if he had just left the door alone. Because Scott would have been like, what the fuck is this symbol on there? And if he didn't want him involved and he wanted to lie about it, he'd be like, be like well, it's like, it's just know. graffiti. Somebody just fucking tagged that it's out. Just, I, I just like it. It's pretty. And then it's like, <laughs> okay. I mean, Scott would have been like, bullshit, my guy. <laughs> But but sure. still, it's like, whatever. Derek, like, I haven't said this in a long time, but, like, Derek is so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so fucking stupid. Yep. I love him to death, though. Yeah, I love him. Bless his heart. But he damn. He means well. Ugh, so, okay. Then we cut to our favorite Teen Wolf trope. After the yeah. door reveal of uh, women going into the boys' locker oh, room. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So um, Brayden goes in there because she's trying to hide from the alpha pack. Right. And Oh, let me go into the male locker room to well, hide from the Do we know it's the males. boys' locker room? It's just a locker room. Oh, wait. No, she did do that before the door got scratched up, but it doesn't matter. We're yeah, here I mean, I just figured we'd finish out the We're scene. here now. We're here now. Yeah. Um, and then they, the entire alpha pack rolls in. Now, nameless female, who I, her name is Kali, but whatever. 
she took the time to curl her hair between the hospital and coming to attack Brayden. I just think it's worth pointing that out. This <laughs> needs to look good. <laughs> yeah. And um, but and then they proceed to attack Brayden. Yep. Which I appreciate because she fucked up. She did more damage to three of them than Scott did to one in an elevator shaft. She didn't damage them, but she fought them off. It's not like they overpowered oh, yeah. her mm-hmm. until because she like the twins. It's been established very clearly that the twins ain't shit. Yeah. They are, <laughs> they're always the first wave. And so far their record, their record, their record, uh-huh. their record <laughs> is like zero to three. Yes. They lost to her when she was with Isaac. They lost to. They haven't done anything else in this episode yet. Oh, yeah. So, was... so they lost. I mean, they've lost their 0 and 1. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and then they tried to jump her in the locker room, and she got both of them off of her. She, like, dodged. Oh, they were there? I was One there, um, in the locker room, like, the one of them tries to, like, grab her. She's got the stick, and she's like, get the fuck off mm. me. And then the other one tries to kick her, and she's like, no. And then the big one gets up on her, and she kind of, like, she, somehow she gets away from him. But then Kali, like, old toe claws is like, Ew! Oh, I'm going to kick you. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cheating. But they do... Overpower her eventually because there's fucking five of them. Yeah. And um, so somewhere in that bit with Derek, I think he says that their leader's name is Deucalion. Because they're talking about like how does an alpha pack work. Yeah, that's when Derek starts like talking about the alpha pack to Scott as they are like leading up to Deucalion. He's got his claws out. So they know that Deucalion is the leader alpha of the alpha pack and they also say that they have Boyd and Erica. Who they've been missing well all the before time, but the alpha pack have them. Before, before that, like we find out about Deucalion. Yeah. But then Allison and Lydia are doing something in the bedroom. Oh yeah. And then that's how we find out about the symbol. Because Brayden right. being the smart black woman that she is puts yes. the she didn't just bruise them for no fucking reason. When they put their hands together, it's like, this is stupid as fuck. Yes. But, because... <laughs> well, just pretend she, that... You, I'm just helps. assuming that she knew Lydia was, like, besties with Allison. Right, and we'll just pretend this is how bruises work. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of assumptions <laughs> having to go sure. on. But, basically, when Allison and Lydia both put their hands together mm-hmm. to do something, they're like, well, look at that. It makes a symbol. Yeah. And then we immediately... And, like, them... And the audience are like, well, what the fuck? Oh my and goodness. then we immediately, thank God they gave us a scene to like clarify what was going on. We immediately cut to a insignia or symbol on mm-hmm. the floor, which is of a bank vault. And then yes. we pan to poor Boyd and Erica just holding hands and being like, this has basically been their setting for the last three episodes is... We're in yeah. the shit, and, <laughs> like, life sucks, and all we wanted to do was be werewolves and teenagers, and, yep. yeah, so they're being held hostage in a bank, apparently. Mm-hmm. And also, it it appears that Deucalion has killed Brayden slash Mystery Lady. Yeah, he just Cause slashed we see the, the fuck out of her. Blood splatter. We don't see what actually happens, but it doesn't seem good. Yeah. But of course, since we've been saying her name is Brayden this whole time, even though they didn't say it, we may have given away the fact that she's not dead. Shit. That just, 
dog on me. Well, like, they can Whatever. talk about her in the past tense. Ah, uh, yeah. Who cares? Her name could get revealed later. Either way. I don't think it's a huge deal to say that Brayden is I don't alive. give a flying fuck. I already gave away <laughs> the biggest spoiler of all, which is that, like, Jackson is still the fucking Canima. <laughs> <laughs> he should just be a werewolf Spoiler! Now. And he's gay as he's fuck. He's gay and he's he still a He loves dick. <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, that is the end yeah. of this episode. <laughs> wow, so, what an adventure. Yes. Yeah. It was a lively episode. It was. And we talked for a long time about it. We sure as fuck did. But I'm not done yet. So, nope. okay. So let's see. We had, was it just a double twinkle alert? A double two and a half twinkle alert? Yeah, we had the twins and then we had Isaac. Mm-hmm. No Macy's alerts this time. No. Um, we had th- three new werewolf faces. No, two f- two full new werewolf faces. The Uber Wolf. Yes. And what's his face? Hottie Tall Wolf. Big guy. Yeah, yeah. big wolf. The two biggest werewolves. Yeah, I don't remember. His Everybody name. <laughs> else just did the teeth and the eyes. Yeah. Um. I mean, we got new. We got werewolf toe claws, which we've yeah. never seen before. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, well, like, do we want to... So let's rate the werewolf faces. Um, they're fucking ugly, but I give them, like, both fives because they're, they're, like, good werewolf yeah, faces. Yeah, they look good. I mean, they're, they're not like, supposed look, to be pretty. No, not at all. I think... I mean, regular alpha werewolf guy, I mean, his it's fine. It, I'd say maybe, like, a four just because it's fine. It's nothing exceptional about it. Yeah, it's a four, it. but the, like, uber wolf, I give yeah. him a five. Yeah, because it's unique. Yeah. It's I insane. It doesn't make it, it doesn't make any sense. But it's unique. I will not acknowledge the overworld. We're grading the makeup effects. No. <laughs> okay, that's okay. fair. Um, we get some new werewolf lore. Like, alphas can steal A memories. Lot of it. Yeah. And they can also give memories that mm-hmm. way. Um, um, and apparently they can sense the emotions of dead animals <laughs> through touch. Yeah, like, that was more shown than seen, but sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, I feel like there was more, but now I can't remember what it was. Eh, who cares? <laughs> we um, lost in the sauce, Neo. Yeah. I think we got more evidence, even though other people would think we're crazy, maybe, but more evidence of Lydia being Arrow Ace. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. In our opinion. She had sex, so that's evidence of her being asexual? I have no evidence of her figuring her shit out. The fact that she didn't give a fuck about the person she had sex with yeah. is like proof of her being arrow ace to us yeah. okay so i get the arrow arrow part but the ace part i don't get asexual asexuality means that you are not sexually attracted to a part another person it does not mean that you don't enjoy the act of having sex yes Ooh, have you and brandon watched slasher Mm-mm. okay um there is a season of slasher uh i believe it's the third season where the killer is called the druid i think that is the that gave me the best example of like how an asexual person can participate in sex but still be asexual because attraction is different from libido. Yeah, and like, there are I mean there are people who are asexual who are completely sex repulsed who don't like the act of it well, at all or the even word then just based on it very much is language which is why but saying as someone is heterosexual or homosexual or whatever is talking about who. Who they're attracted to. Okay, that's true. That's so asexual point. means they're not attracted to any gender or person. Okay. Yeah, and that like made legit, it very clear gen- for me. Thank you. it didn't make sense to me until I watched the show. Long before me and Heather had the conversation about it, 
like seeing that season of the show put it into perspective for me. I was like, oh shit, I never even thought about like asexual people having sex. I didn't even realize that was like a thing. Yeah. Okay. So so like I mean, somebody who is like asexual but not aromantic could be in love with someone who is. But not sexually attracted to them, right? But yes, but I'm they still have sex. Well, you just really because, just yeah. like cleared it up when you said yeah. the heterosexual. Right. I, I'm good. And if you want to see all of that in action, watch the third season of Slasher. All right. Uh, and you don't even have to watch the other two because they're all their own things. They're like American Horror Story. Gotcha. So, but it's really good. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Know. So, um, um, what else do we keep track of? Is that it? Besides rating the episode, obviously. We gotta rate the episode and then we gotta oh, do our MVP. MVPs. Yes. Yes. Hmm. MVP of this episode. My MVP was Scott. Yeah. I mean. He's not the stepfather. He's the father that stepped up. Yeah. <laughs> to get his yeah. ass beat. But yeah. he <laughs> has been there for Isaac more than Derek ever has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the exception of when... Isaac's second full moon. Although, well, you know what? MVP this episode is Brayden. All right, you take Brayden. I'm going to give it to Scott. Brayden, whose name we don't know yet, but her name is Brayden. Yeah, she's (laughs) a bad bitch. I mean, she saved Isaac and she stood up for herself. She beat more werewolves than anybody else in the show this episode. So yeah, that's my MVP. The MVP of this episode for me is Rashad. Aw, thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Time for us to rate the episode. Okay. So, for me, even though, because I don't think there's ever going to be a single episode of this show that we don't talk about some stupid shit that they did. It's never going to happen. So, with that in mind, I would say that this is a a really good season opener. Because I think it does a good job of reestablishing where everyone is. Does a good job of establishing who the new villains are. Mm-hmm. You think there's good action. I think there's good character moments. You know where you understand where everyone is emotionally. Yep. So I'm going to give it 4.5. Woo! Uh, gross toe claws. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um... I'm going to have to start giving episodes like a 5.56. You can break the limit. This is our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. (laughs) Um, It was good. I'm going to give it a four Brayden electric shotgun shells (laughs) to the chest. Nice. I'm going to give it um, a three. Really? Um... Three um, dumbass tattoos. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, you made lots of excellent points, so technically it was a good opener and all, but I, I, I just was bored watching it. Well. So I was just bored. That's Aaron, fair. Just didn't pull me in this week. All right. Night. So, to each their own. And respect your decision. Yep. That, that's it. That's all. Three is still a respectable score it's not yeah. below average it wasn't trash or anything it's middle of the road no. middle of the road so like yeah um all so right. that's it for this week it is we're on we're on season three guys i know it's here <laughs> we've got werewolves coming out the ass and 
We'll just spit laughing. <laughs> All sorts <laughs> Claws of Claws coming out to toes. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Racist cops. <laughs> oh. You know, this season is already popping. It sure is. So if you want to talk to us about our favorite season of this show, <laughs> then you should email us at twinkwarspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to tell me that I'm right, and that Rashad and Jenna are wrong, you can message us on Twitter or Tumblr at TwinkOrsPod. We've been through this before. I know. We've yeah. <laughs> and uh, please feel free to like. Please like. Subscribe. Do that for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. Um, leave us glowing reviews. Yes, please. Um, do not leave us bad reviews. No. no me gusta. Just stop um, listening. If you, if you don't like it, you just don't have to listen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let people figure it out for themselves. No. Well, like, yeah, for sure. Make your own choices, but we don't need, like, negative energy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They can decide on their own. Oh, I thought you were talking. Because, let me tell you something. No, you can leave good reviews. (laughs) If you want us to improve, if you want us to take this more seriously, if you want a better quality show, show us that you like us. Yeah, show us that you want us. And if you show us that that you hate us... (laughs) We're gonna keep on going. Hey, I this is a high quality show already. This is a high Just quality show. Just because you bought two microphones does not make it high quality. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, if if you guys can't tell that we've had quite a bit of beer, yeah, I haven't. I'm completely sober. <laughs> Thank you very so much. Sober. <laughs> Me and Heather are Liddy McTitty. Oh my god, this is an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> And we haven't even started talking our bullshit. Okay, we so, gotta stop. I'm so sorry. If you came here for uh, Teen Wolf, thank you for sticking it out this long. We're just really excited to. about season three, you guys. Yeah, we love season three. Talk to us about season three, if not any other season. Because this is like the goat for us as far as Teen Wolf is concerned. Anyway, bye. <laughs> Have bye. a great time. We love you. And now we're going to talk about what we watched. Yeah. This week. What That's we want to talk wolf. about. I was going to say that, but I was like, maybe don't. No, we want to talk <laughs> about Teen Wolf. Not that we don't want to talk about Teen Wolf. What we want to talk about besides Teen Wolf. Yeah. yeah, which is like what we've been watching. Now, I have no idea where to cut this now because we I... just rambled so much. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> we're, it's fine. We're, we're not cutting shit. We'll, you got to listen no, to I mean, all of it. No, no, never mind. We'll figure it out. We're going to leave all of this in, too. <laughs> so this past week, I dragged Heather to a oh, yes. Pink Floyd tribute band called The Dark Side Experience. She didn't drag me. She said, do you want to go to The Dark Side Experience thing? And I said, okay. And I would have gone, too, but I was out <laughs> yeah, of town. Okay. Right, she I was acted like to, I was doing her this I huge was paper. trying to make it more dramatic for the listeners, but... Um, <laughs> this is not Teen Wolf, Jen. This is real life now. Heather... Oh, yeah, I forgot. Heather was a good friend because she doesn't like know much Pink Floyd, but she was like, I'll go with you anyway. And I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. Uh, in fact, I'm wearing a t-shirt and a hoodie. Pink Floyd <laughs> right now. Um, and it. we had lots of fun. Yeah. And Heather said she liked it, so that made me excited. And it somehow uh, cured my migraine, even though that doesn't make any sense. None whatsoever. That's there was the like, magic of Pink Floyd. It does, there's like strobe it, thank lights. You. Thank you, Rashad. That, yeah, that has to be it. Yeah. It is. It, it doesn't have to be. It is. Yeah. It, it just is. It, it really, it was fun. So mm-hmm. that was really exciting. That was some media that we consumed. Yes. <laughs> Together as a family. Yeah. Yeah. We wish Trishad was there, but he was having fun where he was. So that's okay. I was. Asheville was so fun. I watched a movie while I was in Asheville. What did you watch? 
I went and saw Polite Society. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Oh my god. It's fucking dope. You should definitely (laughs) check it out. So it is about this Pakistani girl in England, Britain, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. She wants to be a stunt woman. Um, Her older sister is that girl from Umbrella Academy that can copy other people's powers. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alert for Umbrella Academy. (laughs) Anyway. That was so vague. I don't think you could have given anything away with that. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So she, her sister gets like involved with this dude and his family. And the, the dude's mom is that evil bitch that was the evil mom on Miss Marvel. And right. So it's just like, it's fucking awesome. It's got like, I don't want to compare it to everything everywhere all at once because it's nothing like that. <laughs> but it's like a strong ass, like South Asian woman mm-hmm. fighting like people. And so I will say when I was watching the movie, it was kind of, I, w- I kept waiting for them to be like, this is in her head mm. or this is not real. And I'm like, and it, that like moment never came. I'm like, Oh shit. This is her world. This is what this girl's world is like. They just like fight each other sometimes. And the <laughs> fights are awesome. The story is fucking insane. It's got me wanting to like, look at more Bollywood shit because. I, so is this a, an, in theaters? Yeah, it's in theaters. Um, I've seen the trailer for it. We should watch the trailer after we're done with the podcast because okay. it's really cool. The movie was really, really fucking good. And it was one of those things where it's like very heavy handed with the like uh, girl power message. And it should have pissed me off. <laughs> but for some reason, it didn't. I was just like, more. Wait, more. why should it piss you off? When things are heavy handed. When, th- when it's heavy handed. Like I'm all about some girl power. Like Right. For example, like when I saw Charlie's Angels, the new one, I'm like, I'm watching a Charlie's Angels movie. I don't need to shove down my throat that women can do anything. I've already signed up. I've like. So it's not the message; it's the bad writing of the message, is what you're saying. When it's heavy-handed, it's just not delivered. Yeah, well. but even this movie seemed it seemed heavy-handed, but it just was working for some reason. Well, if it's the right tone. It is, and it's very British comedy. Like, you could tell from, like, how it's shot and how some of the jokes go. It's very much written by somebody who grew up in Britain who's, like, British. But it was so fucking funny and so fucking good. I just really, really enjoyed this movie. I think everybody should go see Polite Society. Okay. Sounds good. Good to know. It's a great movie. And the action scenes are fucking dope. Mmm. Mm, it's so good. Okay. It's so much better than like what the trailer makes it look like. Well, I believe you. I highly recommend Polite Society to everybody. I want to go see it again. Okay. Have I mentioned this is much less exciting. Well, you guys talk for a second. I have to pee. Go. Have I mentioned that I recently started watching The Simpsons for the first time? You did, but tell us more. Well, there's not more much more to tell except that we're still watching it. And it's still well, funny. Well, there's a fuck ton. Are you just like watching every single episode? Or are now, you watching different ones? We didn't start at the very beginning. We started around like... The 90s? 2005, oh, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, Brandon uh, did okay. that. I would have started from the beginning. But he wanted to watch like some of the more relevant ones to what yeah. was going on. 
so that's been fun, but I actually started watching a couple things. Uh, I started watching Mayfair Witches, which is interesting and fun, but not like the best thing I've ever watched. Is Alexandra Daddario's character, is she like interesting? Um, basically the same as the show. Interesting-ish. Okay. You know. Um, she... I like her. I like her as an actress, so... Me too. I mean, it's... It's nothing special. But I'm enjoying it. And then... I... We... We're catching up on Yellow Jackets... I still haven't watched that. I'm pretty sure that one's going to be done before I It's good. Start it. yeah, well, I like the second season. I love the first season. The second season, yeah. I think I'm just going to... Maybe good. I'll try and watch it this weekend or something. Yeah, yeah the second season is good. I know I should. It's really good. Get to it when you get to it, but yeah. I love it. It's Yeah. Um, and then I watched the first two episodes of Shadow and Bone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Per Heather's recommendation. Yeah, I'm a slightly hyper fixated on that right now. Yeah, and that was when I liked it. I haven't had a chance to get back to it yet. And then we started watching the show on HBO Love and Death. With Elizabeth Olsen? Mm-hmm. It's a true story. How do you feel? Um it? So the whole thing's not out yet, I don't think. I, mean, I feel like it just started, so yeah. it's like episode to episode, but how do you feel about it so far? I like it. Okay, cool. What is it about? It's a true crime. I don't... Fictionalized true crime. Yeah, um, I don't think you should know too much about it going in. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about it other than it's true crime. I watched like a teaser for it, but I'm down to watch it. Yeah, because I really like it so far. Now that she's out of the Marvel machine... I can actually do shit that she wants to do. I want to see what that version of I, Elizabeth Olsen is. You know she's I, not out of the Marvel machine. I said for the moment. For I specific. Moment. I chose my words very carefully. I, well, I apparently chose to not hear that part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think she's really good in it. She's a really good actress. Yeah. I haven't seen her version of a... Uh, God, what is that? Old Boy. I haven't watched the version oh, of Old yeah. Boy with her. No, thank you. And Josh Brolin. I, know, I already know whatever what happens in it because yeah. of the Korean version. But um I know she's a good actress and like mm-hmm. I mean, I love her in the MCU as the Scarlet Witch, but like I wanna see her do things uh, that aren't that. Yeah. Well I think she's really good in this. Good. Um I think we watched three or four episodes. I'm not sure how long it is. Oh my god, that makes me so excited to hear. Yeah, I really um, really like it. Good. So that's what I've been watching. Um, no movies lately. Heather? Well, um, for my little, my family Discord music slash movie, we have music, it started out as a music club where we would do album recommendations and now we've also included movies. Yeah. So the most recent recommendation or the most recent thing we were assigned basically to watch was Purple Rain. (gasps) What did you think? (laughs) I thought the performances were excellent, mm-hmm. and the rest of it was a little silly. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and I had never listened to the album Purple Rain before either, but... Um, I mean, at least you've listened to the song. Well, yes. yes, I've heard Purple Rain, Let's, what is it, Let's Go Crazy, 
Um, there's another one on one one dove's cry. Obviously, I've heard yeah. okay. all of those before. Excellent, amazing. Understand why they're classics. And I mean, the rest of the songs on there are good too. Although I wouldn't say I'm like, oh man, how have I never heard this before? Like eh, mm-hmm. they're they're fine, but the classics are the classics for a reason. And the performances in the movie are great. But otherwise, it's very cheesy. <laughs> okay. No, that's warranted. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not like upset about watching it. It's yeah, not like I'm like, oh, God, that wasted my time. Um, but other than that, like I said, I've been, I watched, I finished the first, the second season of Shadow and Bone. I thought the second season was a lot more engaging than the first just because. The first season, a lot of it for me, as someone who had not read the books, was trying to understand what the hell was going on. Yeah. And what all of these words mean. So then by the time you get to the second season, I'm like, okay, I get this. And I know these characters and I get what's going on here. So I could actually pay more attention to that instead of just being like, what the hell's a Grisha? <laughs> or what are the different kinds of Grisha? Like all that stuff. And then I, I also bought the uh, Grishaverse trilogy books. So I'm reading those now. Fun. I'll have um, to check those out myself. Yeah. And I think it, I was talking to Jen about it. I think it's interesting that, so the Grisha verse, there's the Grisha verse, and then there's the Six of Crows books. Mm-hmm. And they're separate stories within the same world. Like the Six of Crows characters. So it's confusing to say there's the Grisha verse. And then there's a Six of Crows. Well, they call they're, it the Grisha verse on the cover of the book. Right, but they're all in the same universe, yes. which is the Grisha verse. Right. But there's this trilogy is one set of stories, and then the duology Six of Crows right. is another set yeah. of so stories. So there's Alina Starkov is the Sun Summoner. Like her book, her story is the first trilogy. And then after that, it's set two years later, and they have the Six of Crows story. But in the show, they brought in the Six of Crows characters and had to write in a, like new storylines to integrate them into this original Alina's storyline. Interesting. So they kind of smushed them together. Yeah. And I didn't realize, like I kind of knew just from seeing comments about it, but like I wouldn't have been able to pick out, like obviously this didn't happen in the book. Like I felt like they did a really good job of integrating them in a mm-hmm. way that made sense. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see how the stories play out separately oh my gosh we just have a book club i'm a slow reader but i am intrigued we can off the pod let's discuss this (laughs) all right Um, not podcast discussion um but yeah so i thought i think the show is really cool and i'm interested to see how the books differ from that um and then let's see what other than that i've caught up on ted lasso still love it still recommend it to everyone and I listened to the new album by The National. How was that? It was great. I love, they're one of my favorite bands. I wouldn't say it's my favorite of their albums. Um, but it does have a song featuring Taylor Swift. Oh. And two songs featuring Phoebe Bridgers, who are two Woo! of my favorite artists. Say less. That's all the letter of recommendation I need. Yeah. I thought it was really, like... When I say, like, tell people, like, two of my favorite artists are Taylor Swift and The National, I feel like people will be like, oh, well, you just like The National because you know that they worked with her on Evermore. I'm like, no, I love The National before Taylor Swift worked with them. It's just a coincidence. Yes. They're good in their own right. Yes. So, Um, I respect that. Oh, yeah. Other than that, again, I usually just watch YouTube. 
Sweet. A lot of it. That's cool. <laughs> I've still watched some more stuff. Okay. Um, You've always I, watched so much stuff. Yeah. I have. <laughs> I am a media consumer. Uh-huh. Um, I watched the second season of Sweet Tooth. Oh, yeah. I never finished the first season of yeah, Sweet Tooth. Yeah, um, I will say I like the second season more because I like the first season, but the first season, my only complaint was the same thing that I complained about with Evil Dead Rise, so you'll know that I'm consistent on this. Mm-hmm. It's when you have a child do shit that is fucking stupid <laughs> for the specific purpose of advancing the plot, but also being able to write it off despite it being stupid, as them being a child. Mm -hmm. And so Sweet Tooth would do dumb shit like that in the first season and piss me off. And I'm like, he... I give children more credit than that. Yeah. And I think that anybody who plans to write anything in the future, (laughs) I think you should give children more credit because it's not just that children in general aren't fucking stupid is that children now especially aren't as stupid as they used to be like you could legitimately use that as a plot device back in the day because children used to be that fucking dumb (laughs) but the way that we sit them in front of like tv screens for hours on end they're so much smarter than they used to be they just like advance so much faster now because they have so much more access to information Mm -hmm. than we did back in the day so children are just smarter naturally than people are willing to give them credit for Specifically Hollywood and anybody who wants to like make movies and TV shows. They just treat children like plot devices and you can't do that anymore. And that's my gripe about Evil Dead Rise. That was my gripe about the first season of Sweet Tooth. The second season of Sweet Tooth, none of that shit. Cool. Which I appreciate. They did like, you know, they still did kid shit, but it was like on a much more, it's like a level that's like not insulting to the intelligence of children or the people watching these children. So, second season of Sweet Tooth, enjoyed. Um, I also watched this movie called The Tank. It is a horror movie. It, is, it takes place in 1978, specifically. Okay. Where uh, this family, they own a pet store. It's a mom, a dad, and their daughter. And their dog, Archie, who is super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, does God, the dog die? Eaten, doesn't it? I will not say yes a, or no. There's a website specifically to oh, find out. Does the I dog know that die? there's a website. Does the dog die? <laughs> All right. Well then, for <sighs> the dog does not die. Okay. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> so there. Um, see, you throw me off now. But anyway, the movie is about I this like family. How we both asked the question. <laughs> I knew the question. The most important thing. If it you is bring the up there's a dog question. in a horror movie, I need to know that it will be okay. And there are plenty of moments in the movie where you're like, oh shit, where is Archie? <laughs> but Archie's fine. Good. Anyway, it's about this family. They inherit this house that the husband didn't know his family owned that is in like northern, eastern, not eastern, northern, western, coastal, Oregon, okay, or Portland. No, well, Oregon. Portland is in Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> I'm sorry, the beers. I'm in my cups. I'm sorry. I am in my cups. So, anyway, there's this dilapidated ass house that they inherit after his mother dies. 
and his mother was in an institution most of his life. Oh, God. And everybody's like, oh, this bitch is crazy. And you're watching a horror movie, so you're like, no, the bitch wasn't. <laughs> um, she's not crazy. She's haunted. Yes. Not haunted. <laughs> oh. There, it's a creature feature. Ooh. Oh. So there is this tank that's at the, like, it's hard to describe. It's like a cement block that's, like, right next to the house. And there's a little, like, cover over it, like, over a small part of it that you take off. And then there's a ladder that you go down into, and there's, like, this water that filters into it and goes into the house. And it's whatever. Okay. And it had been shut off, but when they, like, go back into the house, they're, like, trying to... They want to sell the house, so they're just trying to, like, see what the state of it is and, you know, see if they can get it up and running and get it in condition to sell it. So then they turn the water on, and that's the beginning of their problems. Okay. Interesting. So once they turn the water on, the sewer top comes off occasionally, and weird stuff starts happening around the house. They start hearing things. Don't tell us too much. Oh my god, is it like a zombie mermaid? (laughs) No. Oh, Um, damn. Aw. You're like the guy from Cabin in the Woods. He's like, God, I just wanted to be the mermaid just the one time. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, weird shit just starts happening around the house, and then eventually, you know, stuff pops off. (laughs) I thought of something else I watched. Okay, go for it. Um, John Mulaney has a new... Oh, I watched it, I wanted to watch that. I watched it. been advertising it to me. It was funny. Of course. Um, It's definitely... Because I was was curious to see what his next special would be like. Wait, hold on. Him and his wife split, right? A lot of shit has happened. His he got divorced, he went to rehab. He ended he's with Olivia Munn now. They've had a son. Yeah. And a lot of his previous specials he mentioned like he didn't want kids, so that's interesting. That <laughs> But maybe his wife didn't. Uh, I don't. We're not going to talk about his personal life. Yeah. It's not our business. But anyway, I was just curious to see what his new Except special Except his was entire like. special was about his personal well, life. Well, most of it was about his drug addiction. Yeah. He didn't really get into, like, his romantic Relationships, life. Relationships, yeah. Um, but it was definitely, I feel like it was a different energy. It was definitely different. It was a lot like, fuck it, the gloves are off, like, this is I'm really me. I'm going to tell you all this shit. Like, he was never, uh, he was never um, keeping it under wraps that he had a drug problem yeah, previously. Yeah, he talked about it a little, but yeah. he really went through the entire story of, like, his intervention yeah. and his rehab Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm gonna watch it. It's if not tonight, then tomorrow. Yeah, it's really funny. And, like, at the very beginning, he's, like, he points out there's, like, a kid in the balcony. Oh, that part was really funny. <laughs> he's, like, pointing out, like, okay, well, this it's is like, gonna be awkward. <laughs> don't do what I'm telling you now. Do mm-hmm. not do these things, yeah. kid. <laughs> but, yeah, it was really good. Um, it was good. Oh my god, I can't wait to watch it now. You got me hyped. Yeah. I'd say he either, like, between him and maybe Tignataro, I'd say are my favorite comedians. Currently. He is my favorite I comedian. haven't watched any of Tignataro's stand-up. Oh, she's so funny. I liked her in Army of the Dead. Yeah. And then, uh, I like, um, Santino. Andrew Santino, I think that's his name. I know who you're talking about. I haven't watched it. He's a ginger. Like, my main interest in him is because he's, like, a cute ginger. But he's also funny as fuck. I watched his cheeseburger special, and he was in House Party, and he was in... 
Yeah. Which I still haven't finished. Yeah, he's one of Isaac's friends. One of his roommates. John Mulaney's my favorite stand-up comedian. Yeah. John Mulaney's really cute. I love Jim Gaffigan, too. He cracks me up. Yeah. He does. I tend to, I tend to like comedians that aren't just, like, really raunchy and... Oh, yeah. For me... A comedian just has to be attractive to me. And then that's like my main interest. That has never been my criteria. Me neither. That's, I mean, like, I think Ali Wong is attractive, but like, I'm not into her like that. But I did watch one of her specials and she's funny. I think Ali Wong is funny as an actress, but I've watched a couple of her specials that I did not find very funny. I've only seen the one where she's pregnant and I think she said cheetah mul- dress yeah cheated i was getting there i, well, I, I was gonna say i, I yeah. feel like she's had multiple specials she has because i've had this conversation <laughs> with other people yeah. i'm like the cheetah or the leopard print dress oh and i watched ghosted and it was super cute oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um although i will say i would not have ended up with i mean i eventually would have ended up with chris evans if i was in Anna Diarmas' position. Yeah. But, like, from the beginning, I was like, absolutely fucking not. That dude was way too clingy. Oh, well, like, yeah, that was his whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I was like... But he's Chris fuck? Evans. I mean... I know, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he I'm, can cling to me. <laughs> true, I was like, I'll take a breather. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll find a... I'll make it work. Yeah. It's Chris Evans. Yeah. But, like... Only because it was Chris Evans. There was another dude with that yeah. personality. I wouldn't... Okay, I'm not going to spoil the movie. Right. But, like, continuing on... Oh, I thought of another comedian that I really love. Go! Maria Bamford. I've never even heard of her. Oh, Me my neither. God. She's so funny. Look her up. She Is had she her own... Is she on Netflix? Probably. She's had her own... She had her own show for a little while that was really funny. It was really absurdist and kind of out there. And she her, com- her comedy is really wacky as well. She talks a lot about... Um, like her mental health, like depression and stuff. I think that's the best material. Is like, well, I'm Bo Burnham. Sure it's... Oh God, how did I forget Bo, Bo Burnham? Burnham? Yeah. I Although really, just know inside. Him, but okay. I don't know about any of his other stuff. Oh, I do. So my <laughs> intro to Bo Burnham was uh, that movie that he did with um, what's her name? Carrie Mulligan. Yep. Yeah, that's not a really... Uh... No, that's not a good way to, like, <laughs> no, get that's... introduced to it. But it's like, I watched that, and then, like, Inside blew up. Or yeah. maybe Inside blew up first. Either I way, remember. I know that Wes was... and I used to listen to his comedy CDs way back in the day. Really? Yeah. He's really, like, smart funny. Misha yeah. has things to say. She does. She's like, yeah. I've been watching so much TV, guys. <laughs> no. So... She literally is digging it. Oh, that's the book cabinet, not TV. Yeah, she wants to read really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're... Okay. She's like, I'm in the book club. She's like, I'm a fucking bibliophile, too. <laughs> I learned it from you, Mom. I learned it from you. <laughs> So, uh, is there anything else that we need to talk about before we so. wrap this up? Because this is a two-hour episode. Maybe. Over two hours, yeah. yeah. I think we're uh, done. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> All right. Well, if you listen this long, God bless you. Mm-hmm. Um, you really like us. 
<laughs> this episode has been brought to you by New Belgium Voodoo Rangers. <laughs> and uh, what is this? Domingo. Domingo. Domingo Mimosa Domingo. Sour. It's an, it ends in an A. Domingo Mimosa Sour. All right. We thank you for your time. We appreciate you always for listening to us. Have a fantastic day, night, evening, life. See you next time. Bye. Bye.